Michello Michelangelo Vincenzo Michello I always uh, I always get cracked up in that uh, in in Bast in Inglorious Bastards when uh, like it ends up being Brad Pitt and Co who end up having to go to the movie uh, mm-hmm. premiere and it's the uh, Dominic. Uh, Di Vincenzo, <laughs> and he's <laughs> yeah. like, and then uh, Christoph Waltz is getting him to pronounce his own last name better, and just like the hand motion gets bigger every yeah. time he does it, and then it becomes two hands. Uh, <laughs> God, it makes me laugh. Great movie, great scene. Yeah, uh, Gorlami. I uh, right. yeah, Gorlami. Gorlami. It. Uh, I think Bastards might be my uh, my favorite. It might be my number one Tarantino as well of uh, of the whole lot, and of course it's uh, it's almost hard it, it's it's hard to find problems. It's a perfect movie, I would say, ten out of ten. It's it's so movies use the ten point scale, wrestling uses the five point scale. Yeah, yeah, and never never has a movie gone over ten. By the way, it's not like people are out <laughs> there saying, "Yeah, Godfather's a 12. No, it's yeah. it's actually below. No movie in the you know sort of especially the online sphere yes. is is a is a perfect ten. Sean Spears, I would say, yeah, I I you know IMDb Universal Standard. If you want to get a pulse mm-hmm. on the and usually they're pretty right, you know. Shawshank Redemption, Godfather, all those movies are in the high nines. That's exactly it. And short of cult classics, you know that I bet you know I bet uh, I was recently looking at the uh, all the James Bond movies. Like nothing's over a seven. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, uh, you know, if those are your favorite movies, that's fine. Exactly. Yeah, I think, uh, exactly. You know, I love Good Burger, one of my favorite comedies. That's probably like a high six. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of high six. I love that. Happy Gilmore, another great movie. That can't be more than a seven. uh, Possibly my favorite (laughs) um, Adam Sandler movie right there. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) We would watch it every summer at golf camp. I used to run golf camp. um, You know that driving range that's up Green Lane uh, past the movies a little bit? Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, it's well, not. On, no, on sorry, sorry, it's not on Green Lane. It's on. on uh, yeah, it's on Young, just past yeah. Green Lane. Yeah, I've. Uh, yeah, I've been there before. Yeah, I used to go they to have a, indoor and outdoor. I, they did at one point. Yeah, they had the bubble uh, where you would indoor soccer would be played. They had a, yeah. a putt putt mini course putt. or whatever. Yeah, and I used to. Uh, I used to go to golf camp there in the summers. Yeah. And the two things I remember watching there that you you would watch on your lunch break, you know, where you'd watch it over a couple days on your lunch break, yeah. would always be one Happy Gilmore, and we would always watch the episode of The Simpsons where Bart <laughs> and Rod Flanders compete in a yeah. mini putt mini competition. Putt. You know what? I'm pretty sure I went to that exact same camp. No way. Uh. At- for one year, or maybe it was like a school electives, you know, how they did electives. Yeah. Uh, I definitely went there at least once. And uh, what I remember we watched on tape, same situation, I'm sure, lunch break, golf-themed tapes. Uh, I remember, do you remember Dorf? Yes. It was yes. like the, <laughs> a we... man pretending to be uh, a little man. He would like get down on his knees and put shoes on, and he would always be like a bad golfer. I he do. Was, like, this little dwarf. Yeah, we would watch this <laughs> dwarf on golf, and I can picture yeah. him like it was swinging we and laughed. falling Sorry, over. We were kids. Yeah, he's falling over. He's hitting the ball. He's got like a little strap to keep his chin down and all this goofy stuff. Did we go to this? 
for all we know, Mike and, you <laughs> well, know. Well, I was a year older than you in school and stuff. But but if we can get parental confirmation on when you went. Cause well, if now, you, that I, now that I remember it, I'm thinking it was a winter elective and okay. we were doing it in the bubble dome. Yes. I remember driving balls in the bubble dome. Damn. You know what? If you Because if you had done this in the summertime, uh, no doubt. <laughs> we would have been there. We yeah. would have had an interlapping. Because I think I do. I, or like, I think I went two or three years in a row. Yeah, I'm pretty sure now that I remember it, it was just the once. It was like a February, the school winter electives. You know, every Friday you got the day off to go do something fun. Mm-hmm. Who knows if they still do that anymore? Yeah, but yeah. It, it I was snowboarding it was, it was and place. snowboarding and snow tubing was always the big hot ticket for those as well to do during the winter. Oh, okay, oh, okay. No, I remember what you're talking about now. Yeah, like ski days, tubing yeah. days. Okay, like I do remember pick, that. Like some kids would go bowling, some kids would just stay at school and like make arts and crafts and shit. Right, I do remember that. I was thinking it was like a gym class thing. I remember in grade t- 11 gym, we went to uh, Kettle Creek. Was that like, not everyone has clubs obviously, right? Yeah, no, I think it was one of the situations like if you wanna go, it's like 30 bucks. Yeah, it's like here's or, a fun Friday. Everyone that's at exactly. school has a day off. Or you cannot, <laughs> or if you don't want to go, uh, like you know, of course there would be like you can still show up to gym class, but it's with a supply. Uh, yeah. But I went because of course it was like thirty bucks, and we all got to play oh, like yeah. golf with Have our friends. A, or yeah, that'd be a fun day at school. I had my own clubs, so to me, you know, you take the bus there. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. I do remember in Rover's gym class, though, uh, maybe it was Placo. No, it was definitely Placo. Uh, the trip to play curling by the fairgrounds was not an elective. Like, that was it what... It was mandatory? That was what we did for, like, three or four days. Damn, it, I would've, that would have been fun. It I was, we all, we all met, I mean, you know, I mean, here on started 920, so, you know, you meet, we met at gym class, and, I mean, gym class at the fairgrounds is a 15-minute walk. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. And then we got there, did our thing, and then uh, walked back, and you're in, you're there for second period. Hmm. So does he give you like? Does he let you out early so you can walk back to school for your next class? Yeah, I think we like we. I guess you know if it is a ten minute walk, we left with ten minutes to go for the second period. Yeah. So every so like in theory, and he's walking with us, so it's like you know everybody made it. Everybody made yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, that's fun. I remember a couple times going into like Glen Cedar Forest to play capture the flag and stuff. Oh we yeah, never, we would. We do never that made it too. over to the curling club. Yeah, I do recall <laughs> doing that too. It was fun. Yeah, fun gym gym class was fun in high school. I guess gym class is always pretty fun. If you gym class is a, gym class. Some is, kids don't like it. <laughs> gym class has been consistently fun. Yeah, um, you're never just like sitting there doing push-ups I would say, and sit-ups. Except. And Mike, and I'm sure you felt the same way, or similar way, and all the boys in our school certainly felt the same way. It was the dance unit in elementary school gym <laughs> class. You know what? Me and my boys, we actually had a fun time putting it together. Yeah, and you we were, were like jumping through hula hoops and spinning, break dancing. It was you fun. had to put together the little dances, and it was always just such a chore. I can recall a, like a hip hop. You dancing unit one time where I was like, because if you don't yeah. get, if you look bad dancing, like you're not going to like dancing. Yeah. And it was well, just, oh my God, we all <laughs> hated it. It was like the worst week. At least when you did like the gymnastics unit, you're like, yeah, 
this is like a sport. It's do we're doing a lot of stuff here, but just like dan- like make up a dance to Crab Bucket by Chaos was just an odd. Like how am I? How would this be applicable in my life? Uh, see, I feel like mine was younger when I did the dance unit, so we were still young enough to be carefree. Oh, I can very much recall. Like this is grade seven, grade six, seven, eight. Yeah, uh, I guess we did it in grades seven and eight as well. But I think we did. We had fun with it. We did it to the Pink Panther. We all came out with canes and hats and did like a little jazz. Oh yeah, boogie, a little boogie woogie, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah, that the that dance th- unit, which presumably now <laughs> with the TikTok, the kids just love. Oh yeah, like they're... literally every single dance unit make up a dance is them doing that thing with their arms and then maybe like dabbing a couple times. Is dabbing still around in 2020? I, I I would dare to say it's ironically cool. Oh, like it's, it's been that fast. it's been that long, or like things move that quickly that it was cool, not cool, and now if you do it, it's yeah. cool again. So if I say YOLO, where's that on the cool range? Uh, I feel like YOLO hasn't been around. For YOLO a hasn't bit. been around for a while. Oh, I, I knew this girl, uh, a girl I went to school with. Um, she got a YOLO tattoo on her finger, but it was like seven months before the, the song came out. So it was kind, oh. it was kind of like it happened and it was just an expression or yeah. barely an expression, you know, it just kind of just kind of getting its ground. And it was like, that's a cool and it was on her finger. You know, like on the outside of her finger. Yeah. Um, and the song came out after that. And I never asked her about it, but I can only presume just heartbreaking. <laughs> now everyone would just assume she likes Drake. Or yeah, and it's like, no, like, like I got this before the song came out, guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, well, that by very definition of the tattoo itself, it's, you know, that's that's the point. That's the whole point. You only live once. You do only no live regrets. once. And it, no regrets. No regrets, yeah. <laughs> and it took us until like 2010 uh, before somebody kind of put you only live once and YOLO together. Because I feel like this should have been an expression um, that people have been saying for decades. Yeah. Like I, once I heard the Drake song, I had to figure out what it meant. You're like, yo. I, didn't, I was not whoa. aware of the phrase before. You're, you know, is he talking to somebody named? Oh, I, I then he's also, like, oh, wait, he said it right before. You only live once. That's oh, the motto. Fucking YOLO. Also had another friend in university. Uh, her name was Lauren. And then something that started with an O. Cannot remember. But Lauren O'Neill? Something like that, right? So Lo became. <laughs> Her, uh, her name, and this, but this was her nickname apparently for years and years and years, ever since she was like a child, like low, low, low. Like there was another Lauren in her class or something like that. Yeah. And same thing. I, I did have the conversation with her, like, hey, you know, I'm low, and I tell her, like, that sucks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and she says, yeah, like after that song it came out, it's the pe- it's meeting the people who are like, are, are you named after the song? Like that ridiculous question. Uh, uh, which, I don't think any reasonable adult could ask that. Oh, for sure. No, they're like, uh, 
<laughs> I for sure. Okay, well, she re- would have been like nineteen. When you say reasonable adult, remember we're thinking of like like nineteen year old drunk college guy. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like that's the line. Yeah. <laughs> like the song, you're named after the song. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, but it, it was a hundred, and I just remember feeling so bad for this woman. Uh, and I saw it myself happen too. Also, <laughs> like at a like at a party conversation with her, and then someone came out. Oh, I'm low, and then uh, I'm like, oh my god, I just saw Yo, it. Low. I just I just saw it happen. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad. There have to be a few people um, who were named things before. Um, so, for example, I, I was just thinking in my head right now, um, any of the Game of Thrones characters, Sansa, Arya, um, <laughs> or even like a frozen Elsa. Like, I'm sure that yeah. there is a woman, many women on the planet named Elsa for decades and decades but so there's a 20 year old woman right now named elsa the movie just came out five years ago she's out here thinking to herself like well fucking pixar fucked me again and then if she has blonde hair oh oh double trouble no she's just dying (laughs) a jet black from now on and just totally pivot i'm sure there's tons of sansa's arias i'm sure there's others you know there's other michael jackson's who there's the there's uh yeah, the Michael Jordan, the actor, who had to put the B in his Michael name. Michael B, exactly. Because too many people were like, wait, Mike, Michael Jordan's in this movie? Yeah. And he's like, no, hold on, everybody. It's and Michael yeah, that, B. Jordan. There was, yeah, UFC fighter Mike Jackson. and That whole Seinfeld episode about the serial killer with the same name. Oh, Cal uh, Rifkin? Cal Rifkin, yeah. You know, I'm sure there's a guy out there named Charles Manson who <laughs> was born before the... <laughs> You know Crazy what? fucker! I, and- <laughs> I can re- I do remember a, an ESPN commercial from years and years and years ago, and it's this uh, f- um, a valet driver waiting at the bottom of an escalator in an airport, like he's ready to pick up his next client, <clears throat> and his card says Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And he's looking around all excited, like, oh, I'm picking up Michael Jordan. This is the mm-hmm. best moment of my life. And then this little, like, short, bald white man with a briefcase is just like, hi, I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> and then it's the it's this, like, whole – it's this guy's, like, day in the life of just also having the name Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, and they're at a restaurant. <laughs> and they're, like, table two for Michael Jordan. And then it's like, what? Well, everyone's looking around the restaurant waiting for Michael Jordan to come in. And it's just this – normal looking guy uh yeah all, all all these sorts of things just how tough it must be uh yeah i mean when you're celebrity with a common name you you, you might ruin a lot of lives you, <laughs> nobody thinks about the common person uh <laughs> you know in these sort in these sorts of events because yeah all, all i'm just one famous uh Cameron Osborne away, you know, some little kid or yeah, something. What if, uh, some, some... Ozzy Osborne has one more child and names it Cameron. Exactly. That would suck and be quite <laughs> incredible because I'm pretty sure that uh, nothing on his body works anymore. <laughs> they can um, find a way. Well, I, you know who I feel bad for? I feel bad for the real life, or maybe I feel really good for the real life John Moxley's of the world. You know, these types of things where it's like, yeah, somebody... I, I'm my real name is John Moxley. So what's up? Uh, yeah, he was named after me for all we know. <laughs> there you go. You can play it off that way. You know something and, and any of those any of those uh, f- like fun things. I don't know. I don't know because I guess you know if you're a wrestler you choose your name 
You you all you have to do is a quick Facebook search. I mean, sometimes the name gets chosen for you. Or sometimes the name gets chosen for you. That's entirely true. And then out there, you know, there's just another uh, Hunter Hearst Helms. There's a man named Hunter Hearst Helmsley <laughs> out there somewhere. I mean, probably. Maybe I, I, not living. Maybe at not one living. point in time, there has been a man, birth name Hunter Hearst, <laughs> last name Helmsley. Uh, I would say very likely. <sighs> very, very likely. <laughs> well, you got to find me some records. I know. We need some personal records. Uh, especially, yeah. Maybe we can find them of the new people. You know, the... Who else Who else has a name that's not their name? Is that Adam Cole is not Adam Cole? Oh, my God. If my name was Adam Cole, that would be the coolest fucking thing <laughs> in the world. Like, my, my parents, Mr. and Mrs. Cole, uh, <laughs> named their kids, you know, named their kid Adam. It ends up being me. And then any time... Like, any time people say my name, they're just saying... Like, Adam, <laughs> I can just scream... I can yell, Bay Bay. And have uh, reason to. I mean, yeah, but a lot of times they might just, they might not say your first and last name, just one or the other. No, I would insist. I would insist okay. that uh, if you have a name like Adam Cole, yeah, I would want somebody, you know, screaming across the hall at work like, hey, Adam Cole. <laughs> and then just wait for somebody else like down the hall to yell, baby, back. It's a real like, uh, you know, kind of like thought, uh, you know, social experiment. You know, how many people, how many wrestling fans are out there truly? Just yell well, Adam Cole in populated places and sort of see who pops up. Yeah, you 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 dedicate your whole life for this, whatever year <laughs> window of popularity. Exactly. Yeah, or it's like somewhere around 2015. It's like okay, I can start my I'm starting my experiment just because yeah. I also <laughs> have the name Adam Cole, baby. But you know, this is the you would be altering the timeline of the universe. What if uh, the wrestler? Has a different name now. Yeah, no, you're entirely right. You're entirely right. Because uh, there is like a, ch- a there is a chance that like through a butterfly effect type thing, yeah. that me being named Adam Cole eventually leads to Adam Cole not calling himself Adam Cole <laughs> uh, through you know it all. Yeah, it's like the time machine. No matter how many times you go back, try to save her from dying, you can't do it. You can't. Nope. No, I'm sure that's happened once. Didn't that happen in Interstellar, I think? I don't really know. Something happened in Interstellar. No, I was talking about the actual movie, The Time Machine. The actual... Based on the book, The Time Machine. Wait, there's a The Movie called The Time Machine? Yeah, it's like a... You know, it's like a classic. Okay. Historical. And how, how does it play out the timeline uh, dilemma? Are they always going back to a, a point... How well, he work? like, yeah, he gets engaged and uh, the woman gets killed. So he goes back in time to save her. He stops her from getting stabbed. But then she gets hit by a car. So he stops that. And no matter what he does, something always bad always happens. He oh, can't prevent it. Right. So what does yeah. he what does he do in the end? Uh, well, eventually, well, he keeps trying and then he fucks up and goes forward in time. And then humanity is like gone. And there's this other shit going on. And, yeah. I saw it a long time ago, but it was uh, now that I think about it, it was kind of fun. No, it's it sounds <laughs> it it sounds like a watch, like the uh, like um yeah, the butterfly effect plays with that too, where it's like he just keeps fucking up, so then he's like, fuck it all. Yeah, Ashton Kutcher, 
Kucher. Ashton Kucher. Well, God, Mike, this uh, the intro of this podcast really got away from us. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens sometimes. Uh, so let's just get right into it, right? Because Jesus Christ, we've been talking for 15 minutes. So uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the show's already started, and it is the, the intro to a sh- the show is in our rearview mirror at this point. But uh, but this is the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Of course, this is this is not a podcast of what of. Uh, 15 minutes of naming things. Uh, this is a podcast about <laughs> wrestling, specifically professional wrestling. It's hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's hosted by my my co-host, Mike the Shoot Shepherd. And God, we got such a great show this week because, you know, All Out happened last week. We have our Super Tuesday numero dos. And yeah. I, that's, and then I'm sure there are other stuff. <laughs> stuff in between, all over, everywhere. You know, Roman Reigns, we got more follow up on that. Of course, you know, we had SmackDown last week. Before we get into the week, though, um, let's kick off. Let's crown a new champion. Let's crown a new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. Bay, <laughs> you know, I've never checked. Uh, uh, Adam Cole's never made a spark on the on the tweets of the week. Uh, of course, you know, strong, strong candidate for shoot of the year, of course, or work of the year. Sorry, yeah, work of the year, work of the year, the shooty. <laughs> um, uh, you know, that that will be coming up at the end. The of Lacey the- Evans Trophy, as of now, <laughs> the Lacey Evans Memorial that's Trophy. What, she, yeah, that's what we can call it because she won the first one. She did, yeah. No, she did. She did. Uh, she did win the first one with that awesome <laughs> Calgary thing. Uh, this week's tweet of the week champion comes from somebody who uh, is is no stranger to the tweet of the week championship. Uh, we are officially announcing four time tweet of the week champion, uh, the chick magnet himself. Mr. CM Punk, of course. Uh, <laughs> CM Punk's social medias are wild. His twi- his f- Instagram account is randomly photoshopped images with no context or uh, d- uh, description, more often than not. And his uh, <laughs> his his Twitter is uh, similar, but you know he will comment on specific things in the business. Of course, earlier on in the week, um, it came out that WWE is giving all of its staff thirty days to terminate all side hustles, any way that uh, they were profiting using WWE or using their name through online accounts like Twitch. Yeah, like uh, their ring character name, cameo. Yeah, this that. The other all those sorts of things um and you know recently uh left wwe employee uh says i guess now would be a good time to launch my twitch and cameo where hey. uh, CM Punk had a nice little response to her uh, where he said, At Renee Paquette, Vince won't let anyone do stuff. Maybe it's time for dot, 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 retribution. <laughs> I thought no what what no what no what better time well no what no yeah. <laughs> what better time I don't I don't think that actually works but yes this is this is the perfect time for a group like retro and you know and certainly we've been it's been two months now they've been messing with the production for two months Mike uh, does CM Punk know something we don't um, calling for retribution um. I mean no I think this is just him <laughs> having some fun. Uh, you know, this isn't the 
you know, you, you could, if you catch CM Punk on a bad day, he might tell you to suck a blood-covered dick. <laughs> so this is, you know, I think this is a fun side of CM Punk that you might not get on every day. You know, he 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 does make a good point. Uh, he yeah, I gotta say, he does make a good point though. Um, this sucks for a lot of the talent. Yeah, a lot has come out about that story over the weekend, so. I guess pretty much they can still all do it. They just can't be their character while they're doing it. And you may have noticed on places uh, on the Up Up Down Down channel, which I think is sort of the you know the epitome of this out you know this online earning in terms of mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, they they don't use their names. They use like gamer names. Yeah, they've always had. Yeah, alternate, like Austin Creed and whatever. Which is one thing, uh, yeah, nobody really... But WWE, I think, has a hand in that, so that channel's not going anywhere. They have a hand in that, but, you know, taking from that model, because, yeah, they're all Twitch streaming, everyone's doing their thing, uh, you know, but this could be the end of, you know, just removing any, you know, Instagram handles, Twitter handles will no longer be, you know, this, this, WWE. Yeah. I'm just going to change it entirely. It's my brand. Your shout-outs might be slightly different. Yeah. He won't be able to be like, I'm Biggie. He might just have to be like, Hey, I'm Jonathan Waters. I play <laughs> <laughs> the least I intimidating name, name possible. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Waters. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it. Was a big story. Got a lot of blowback. I think Vince is probably gonna not go too crazy with it. Well, yeah. I mean, we 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 can't we can't hold on to anything on the week to week television. You know, yeah. for more he than he probably like, just weeks. learned about it and freaked out about it. Yeah, remember the <laughs> Twitch? Like, what the hell? They're making money and I'm not giving them that money. <laughs> How are they making money if I'm not paying them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. So hopefully this, uh, hopefully this goes by the, you know, <laughs> falls by the wayside, similar to what's in uh, Eric Rowan's cage. Yeah, I mean, people are still streaming. AJ Styles is still doing his thing. Paige, she just switched her name to her real name. She's streaming still, so. I think everything's going to be all right. Yeah, at, the, at most fans just learn their in-ring names and out-of-ring names. And I'd be curious, due to this difference, if that creates this, uh, you know, animosity between the talent and WWE versus, you know, hey, your contract's coming up. I have an offer from Impact where I can have one name, one brand. <laughs> Yeah. Versus, you know, in WWE, I have two names. One, Well, one of them goes to this guy and one of them goes to me. But in this other company, they can both just go to me. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's, it's just the world we live in. Vince is, al- <laughs> Vince is always throwing weird shit at the talent and then, v- like, masking it up with more cash, which seems like the... <laughs> it's like, yeah, you have to go to Saudi Arabia and it's the worst experience of your life for 48 hours. But you're gonna get a lot of money for it, so uh, it ends up being yeah. You, you can't use your name, you can't use your ring name online, but we're gonna give you a lot of money for it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. We will see how it plays out, Mike. There's your tweet of the champion, uh, Mr. CM Punk himself. Let's move forward uh, to our regular scheduled programming because we are a couple days late, and I think last show was. Wednesday or however yeah, it, it works. A week to the day. We've been all over the place. Like yeah, because we we like have the Wednesday night war. We have been all <laughs> just like the Wednesday night war. We have been all over the place. Let's go forward in time and then go back in time, <laughs> uh, because we did have a pay per view on the weekend uh, on Saturday. We did have All Elite Wrestling All Out 2020. 
Indeed we did. Uh, I'm trying to think. The Go Home show wasn't even really that special. They didn't really add anything. Uh, No, I think. Well, there was the... uh, There was the lawyer fight. The lawyer fight. And then... Which was actually... That almost reminded me of like some bad WWE comedy. It wasn't that good. Yeah, I, I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying hard to really remember what happened last week, and I think there was a stare down between Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Um, yeah, I think he like went are, to hand him the belt, and then Kenny walked away without taking the belt. Yeah, those are the two big takeaways. Uh, so we had all that, and uh, and a fucking jam-packed card this week. So, uh, <laughs> Mike, let's kick <clears throat> off the pre-show, because I did not watch it. The buy-in, yes. Uh, two matches. So you got Joey Janela taking on Serpentico. The real Serpentico, not Sammy Guevara in a mask. Okay, I, I was wondering if that I, I had gone crazy for a second. I uh, yeah. forgot that whole thing. So he is a yeah, he's a real guy. I think he's been doing shit on Dark, but anyways, doesn't matter. Sunny Kiss interferes to help Janela get the win. So Joey picking up a win, believe it or not. Yeah, that that <laughs> seems like his first win ever. At least on uh, any sort of pay per view, bro. Yeah. Oh well. And then you threw in Dark Order, Adam Silver and John Reynolds. Adam Reynolds? What's um, <laughs> Alex, Reynolds. Uh, Alex Reynolds and John oh, Silver. Yeah, there okay. it is. There it is. I always have to not call him Dennis Reynolds. <laughs> Dennis from, Reynolds. From Always Sunny. Of course. But uh, so, yes, Dark Order versus Private Party. Nothing too crazy here. Private Party. Get the win with the gin and juice. The gin and juice. Um, is this the first time there's been two pre-show matches on a, or two I, uh, buy-in matches on a AEW card? Uh, probably. I feel like it. So the whole, this whole um, pay-per-view was weird. They had it's the they had like a red carpet special, then a countdown, then a red carpet part two. Yeah, and then, and then, then a, a buy. There was a post-media thing. It was like a WrestleMania. It was like seven hours of show I, by the end of it all. Which I guess, you know, and I mean, maybe with the, the, the matches or the buildup or whatever it is, but what what is AEW's WrestleMania? Would it be I know, it's out? hard to say. It's either this or Double or Nothing. It's it's kind of, they both feel like the two biggest shows. Yeah, yeah well, at least so far, because they're the only ones that we've had two of. Yeah. And I guess uh, maybe, I wonder what their plan is. Yeah, do we have one show that is everything, and then the the other three shows, or do we kind of, do we keep all shows at the same level? Uh, yeah. Of course, somewhere in the midst of the evening, we did get a promo for Full Gear on November 7th, which, November s- Mike, that's like two days after my birthday, right? <laughs> and Mike, yeah. remember earlier on in the year, or there was the interview with Cody Rhodes where he said that a pay-per-view would be coming to Canada, I can't help but think that it would have been full gear, uh, and I would have treated my I and for my birthday. We could have treated ourselves, <laughs> and we were standing sitting right beside the green shirt guy. <laughs> yeah, if we could have, that would have been great. Oh God! Uh, but alas, uh, that's not going to be happening this year. Nope, but it will be happening presumably at Daly's They'll place. They'll be back. They'll be back. I love Daly's place. It's like it's 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 turning into my uh, my Mister Rogers neighborhood. You know, a familiar a familiar place I can come back to. My Cheers. Everybody knows my name. <laughs> uh, it's so nice. Well, uh, I don't know how much the performers like it because it was looking pretty hot 
out there. You're wrestling outside in 40 degree weathers in Florida. And I guess the only uh, good, it's going to get colder there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but right now, yeah, it's got to be pretty rough. Yeah, it must have been tough throughout the summer also. Uh, but yes, we are here. All out 2020. The main show. Let's kick it off. We got, uh, so this one was supposed to be on the pre-show. But uh, Tony Khan, he heard some fans speaking out, and uh, he said, all right, we'll bump Britt Baker up to the... I think, well, I think Tony, well, we already know Tony Khan listens to the show, or some an <laughs> AEW executive listens to this podcast, because this is not the first time that we have suggested something that has later gone into effect. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we got Britt Baker taking on Big Swall in the tooth and nail match, which takes place in uh, Dr. Baker's dental office, and it's... I guess it's kind of a cinematic match, but not really. But it was still. It was yeah. uh, it was an interesting choice, I thought, to go for the off-site matchup um, at the beginning. Anytime I th- yeah any- to start the show because there was a live audience there. There a small live yeah, audience. Yeah, I think it said like seven hundred people or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you think this is usually the. Uh, you know the it's say you know it lets them prepare anything in the ring. You know, yeah, so crowd do this watch. after the mimosa match when there's orange juice to clean up. Or but uh but hey they yeah <laughs> but it, it but it kicked off the show. Kicks off so we see Big Swall. She arrives on the scene with a referee. Uh, she goes in. The person working behind the counter wants her to fill out some forms. Uh, but it's Reba and she just yells, "Brit, she's here!" So Swall smacks her with the clipboard and then we see just Baker lurking around in the darkness. Uh, so Big Swole's looking for her, and she discovers a cupboard full of those old chattering teeth. That old gag. <laughs> that old chugga, chugga, cartoon. Chugga, 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 chugga. They never work as well as they look like they do on the cartoons. Oh, never. No, they never actually There's move the, forward. Yeah, in the cartoons, they move. Oh, yeah. Never. They're awesome. But anyways, that distracts her, so Britt smashes one of her diplomas over Swole's head, and the ref rings the bell. We start the match. Uh... And Baker, I guess this is, she removes her face mask. She's officially back. Officially. Although, wasn't that like two injuries ago? Um, <laughs> I think, but she's been, yeah, that I was two know. injuries ago, but we haven't re- removed the face injury yet. Okay. You know, it was always, she always had like a little bandage <laughs> across her nose. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so she's smacking swole around. She grabs a dental drill, some pliers. Reba comes in with the water gun, starts spraying her. Uh, so she gets smacked out and then Baker goes running outside to the parking lot her golf carts there but Swole chases her around uh, they end up fighting their way onto the roof of the golf cart and Baker hits a big DDT onto the roof and then Reba tries to help her but she gets tossed into the dumpster uh, but luckily there was a crutch in there so she hands it to Britt she hits Swole they run back into the office they're brawling around um, Yeah, they eventually fight their way over to a dental chair I think Britt pulls out like a power drill, tries to kill Swole with it, but she avoids it. Uh, and then Baker gets a needle out, presumably with Novocaine or some sort of freezing uh, device. Freezing agent. Freezing agent, thank you. But uh, So she tries to inject Swole with it, but she grabs Britt's arm and forces it right into her own leg. And it looked like a real needle spot there. I'm sure Britt is a... Well, she's licensed. She knows what she's doing. I think it was more probably one of those fake needles that retracts. <laughs> it looks real you, to uh... me. <laughs> they removed their hands. The skin was pierced. I saw a little red. Uh, anyways, Reba's freaking out. You stabbed her. You stabbed her. So her leg's frozen. She's in trouble. 
Swole hits the Dirty Dancing on Reba and Baker. And then to top it all off, she grabs the, the face mask and then pumps Baker full of the sleeping gas. Nitrous, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that's how Swole gets the win. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I really wanted Baker to win her first match back. It wasn't even a real match, but it was all right. Well, I mean, well, there you go, right? She can lose the match, but it wasn't even a real match. Yeah. Uh, so exactly. So sw- so Swole does get the win. She gets the better of her this time. I had fun with this match up, and I don't care what anyone will say. Uh, <laughs> I had fun, it, 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 but I want it, more. It, it may have wrapped up the feud. You know, both women can move on to other things if, if that's the case because they're both coming out of this looking pretty strong. You know, uh, Swole, I love the name Dirty Dancing. I think we need to make it a little bit better. It's too good of a name for a soft finish. We need it to be a little harder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like a spitting punch and not as powerful as Brody Lee's Lariat. So I don't know what to imagine. Like, I would think, yeah, what would a Dirty Dancing be? I would think a Dirty Dancing would be the scene uh, you know when she, when when he's holding her up, <laughs> and then he just like and then you drop and then you drop him. I think th- I thought that would be the dirty dancing. Like they're kind of coming off the ropes. You hoist him yeah. up, and then just Ziggler fucking... does that a lot, or he takes that spot. And he just flings himself high into the air and lets himself fall flat. Yeah, other people have done <laughs> versions of this. I think uh, I think that's where the dirty dancing needs to be because then at that point, yeah. why are you calling it the dirty dancing? Yeah, if it's all just your hands up there like if, if you're gonna name it a reference you have to reference the thing or else you're just saying it i don't i don't know i'm not a pro here but uh, uh that's a fair point fair point i'm not a Swole. pro here but i did really enjoy this uh this matchup uh yeah from the women's division yeah i mean at the very least we got two women's matches on the card yeah so. two on the on the, ma- on the main <laughs> card yeah two, two yeah. of nine eleven jesus no, oh yeah, I guess nine on the main card. But uh, anyways, let's continue on here. Uh, they probably should have just kicked off the match or the show with this match just for the sake of you know, what we were saying. But uh, Jurassic Express taking on the Young Bucks in a good old tag match. You know, just nothing, no titles on the line, but rankings, of course, always at stake. Mm-hmm. Every AEW show needs multiple tag matches, so here we go. But uh, Jungle Boy, he was my star of the match. Just, you know, hitting some great moves, looking like a future top babyface in this company. Uh, and I think eventually Luchasaurus, he takes himself out of the match when he just hits a big springboard all the way into the crowd. Uh, so he, Jungle Boy's on his own. He puts up a great fight. He kicks out a multiple big super kicks. But then the Young Bucks finally hit the BTE trigger, and that puts Jungle Boy down for the three. Puts him down for the three. I, uh... Yeah, the Young Bucks uh, were starting to throw what felt like some heelish behavior in here somewhere. Uh, yeah. The Young Bucks always seem like one of those teams, yeah, that we love, but they are they they are fear they are fierce uh, competitors. Yeah, no, and they uh, yeah they have been acting a bit heelish. I think it might have been on Dynamite when they uh, there was a sign with a hangman grab my beer or a fan with a sign that said hangman grab my beer, and they grabbed the fan's beer and poured it on his head. And I was thinking about this, you know, and of course we've seen what's going on with the with the tag champs over there also with Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page. This is the longest time any of these guys have not been heels. 
<laughs> like you, I mean, anything, you know, New Japan, we were the Bullet Club, you know, where yeah. we were a heel faction. Of course, you watch you watch five years of PWG highlights and the Young Bucks are just are just shouting F-bombs to everyone in the crowd. Like ever since we premiered in October, October, November or somewhere. Yeah, November. Ever since we premiered there. uh yeah, these guys. These guys must feel they they want to move on eventually. I guess so. Yeah, and I mean, and kayfabe wise, being baby faces hasn't gotten them anything. So switch no. it up, go for the gold. Exactly. But let's go on to the casino battle royal, the twenty-one men battle royal with people coming in groups, uh, the suits of the cards, etc. But uh, we all know how this works by now. It's it's something like you so. draw the suit and then the suit. Yeah. Is, so it's kind of like five groups of four and then a joker at the end. Yeah. The yeah. joker. The joker is always number 21. Lucky see, number we 21. need see we needed backstage Kayla um, on a microphone explaining the rules to us while during while there was like, you know, like a graphic of the rules. <laughs> you know, yeah. like anytime the Punjabi prison match happens, and we're like, okay, okay, so remind I think me. They do that. So I think they did it with Justin Roberts. Except it's Justin Roberts. Yeah, maybe that's what it yeah. is. Uh, but anyways, it was uh, you know typical alliances early on. The heels working with the heels, the little guys against the big guys. Uh, I guess one thing worth noting: the the side with the entrance ramp where it's like level to the ring. Simply landing on that platform means you're eliminated, which is kind of unique i guess well yeah i mean i guess you know it is it is technically the ring it, outside the ring and yeah. it, if you didn't have that just see it's like if you were standing on the ropes and you took a step back boom you're gone and i think just yeah well having that then it's yeah. kind of like 25 percent of the ring or no it's good just good to clarify because i was wondering going into the match but i i do uh, appreciate clarification <laughs> all at all times yeah uh but uh yeah we went there you know most of Pretty much everyone that wasn't on the card was in this match. Uh, you had Will Hobbs, who I don't think was announced. He had a good showing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pentagon Jr. is now Penta L0M. So Penta Del L0M is a name that he's been called before. Yeah, but I think like this is legal reasons why he had to change back to that. Because I guess someone else, I don't know. Oh Pentagon yeah, Jr. whoever owns the name uh yeah whether that be like triple a down there yeah like because you know penta l0 m is a bit more it doesn't roll off yes the like for example <laughs> um uh at all in all in so back you know three years ago or two years ago whenever it was that was a matchup between kenny omega and penta l0 okay and even back then i just called them pentagon i oh i think yeah it's been uh it's who knows but uh but yeah so anyways it'll take a minute to adjust but whatever why don't we just call him Penta? Well, let's, let's call yeah, him Penta. Call him For Penta. the sake of the show, the let's just thing. call him Penta. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, we're getting all the Battle Royale stuff. And then the Joker card, lucky, lucky number 21 in the Battle Royale, is Matt Seidel, formerly known as Evan Bourne in WWE, if you ever saw him. never, never. I've never seen him in... I've only known him as Matt Seidel, and I've only known him in highlights. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, unfortunately, this highlight's going to live on for a long time because his big debut started off real sketchy. He comes down to the ring. He's all hyped up. He goes up to the top rope, and as he leaps for a shooting star press, his feet slip out from Uh, under him. That was such a bummer. That was such a bummer. 
Well, thank God he's, he managed to stop the rotation midair and just lands flat on his back because that could have been a lot worse. Uh, you know, like Brock Lesnar landing on your head. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have that thick neck to save him. <laughs> Yeah, that that that, so. that one that one was a big bummer. Uh, yeah, that was a bummer, and that is where I do blame that you know working outside in that hot Florida weather it might have been a little sweaty and slippery up there. So yeah, there could or be or maybe just there could be some humidity or yeah, it could have just been sweat. It could have been someone was all greased up and uh, yeah, who knows? Or Matt, you could be nervous. Oh, so many fucking things. It could have been. I mean, either way, I feel bad. He's hit that move a thousand times. He's always good at it. But of course, whatever. Uh, anyways. Uh, at some point mid-match, we randomly hear fireworks going off, which apparently was at a venue across the street. That's kind of funny. Oh, really? I don't know if you caught that. I did not. No, I didn't catch that. No. <laughs> yeah. It might have just seemed like it was someone's entrance. But uh, anyways, some of the big boys in the match. Brian Cage, he had three eliminations. Darby Allen came out late. He had a couple. Uh, and then they have their big moment together. After Allen eliminates Ricky Starks, Starks grabs a body bag and some thumbtacks from under the ring, gives them to Brian Cage, and then he pours the thumbtacks into the body bag, Ooh. but he misses a bunch. <laughs> yeah, he misses half of them, but that's yeah, okay. So, but he got enough in there, so he throws Darby into the bag with the tacks, zips it up, and then power bombs this blind Darby over the top rope, but luckily just onto that ramp, but still very painful. Yeah, I don't know what hurt more, me watching it happen or it actually happening. Because I was thinking <laughs> to myself, like, like, how do you prep for that? You, you just fall <laughs> you and hurt. just fall uh, and it will hurt. Or as Scarlet says, fall and pray. Fall and pray. Oh, okay. Remember? I don't remember. The big entrance with Scarlet and Karrion Cross. Yeah, I know. I just don't remember. Anyway, I don't remember. No, no, doesn't matter. Specifically uh, said. <laughs> so our uh, Darby's dead once again but uh, now these assholes have spilled tax all over the ring so these other poor guys there's a couple bumps where I don't think these you know they unplanned did, they tax forgot spots there were yeah the unplanned <laughs> yeah, thumbtacks yeah so but uh, anyways the final three comes down to Seidel Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston uh, and our boy Eddie Kingston he eliminates Seidel and then he's in the corner with Archer they're fighting, you know, they're on the apron. They're fighting up the turnbuckle when Jake Roberts comes out. He's got his sack, presumably with a snake in there. And he's just kind of like shaking it, taunting, scaring Eddie with it. Um, so Butcher and the Blade, they try to help Eddie. They attack Archer, but he fends them off. And then the finish comes with uh, just more snake distractions. Archer grabs Kingston and chokeslams him off the top rope to the floor to win the match in a future title shot. I think for legal reasons, uh, they're not allowed to have snakes in the bag. Yeah, uh, and uh, probably, <laughs> you know, the way he was shaking it around, it's probably for the best. And <laughs> and like you said, yeah, Lance Archer, not yeah, the winner of this casino battle royal and receives an opportunity at the championship, the world title. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Moxley Archer, that could be a good match. It, I'm sure. It's something it'll... we've seen before over in New Japan. Yeah. And I feel like they'll do it on dynamite. I don't think they'll hold it off till full gear. No, that's that's a that's a long time. Yeah, and you know Archer's good, but he doesn't feel like it doesn't that doesn't feel like a main event worthy world title. Yeah, possibly not quite yet. Uh, 
Brian Cage, Lance Archer, you know, the big the big bodies in this ring. Uh, and Darby Allen. You know, Darby Allen always puts up a fight, and they put him yeah. over pretty well. You know, he, he always end, he'll always end a match in a painful bump, but he looked really good getting there. <laughs> Whether yeah. it be the Cody bump that put him over, uh, you know, to here, or anything of the skateboard-related stuff he does. <laughs> he always does something painful and puts him over, and yeah. no exception here. And Matt Seidel just really... Really, really bummed out about that intro, but what you're going to do, move past it. Yeah, uh, I like, uh, you know, Eddie Kingston being in the final two. I like that. Yeah, oh, yes. One thing we did miss um, from or from uh, Dynamite last week, Eddie Kingston had a great promo. It was just one of those of pre-recorded, you know, filmed kind of things. Yeah. Uh, just talking about his, uh, him being in the battle royal, and uh, he's good. He's good. I, I he's, like he's, I love Eddie him. Kingston. He's one of the best on the mic in the company. I'd say. I gotta say, he's a he. He seems like a very nice person, a great character. Uh, all these things. Yeah. Uh, the finish, though, I thought you know there was no need for that snake. It was a little meh. Yeah, especially because we know like Eddie Kingston seems like a badass. Now he's like, ah, get it away! Like, ah, well, hey, Indiana Jones seems like a badass, but snakes. Uh. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right, all right. Either way, though, Archer Moxley—that'll be fun. Yes. Yeah, it will be. Okay. Now this is when things took a turn for the ugly, because our next match is Matt Hardy taking on Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match, which is basically last man standing. But if Matt Hardy loses, he must leave AEW. And he just got here. And he, yeah, pretty much. He hasn't even had one thing in front of a full proper crowd. So, uh, but anyways, the match starts. Hardy's on the football field. He's looking for Sammy when uh, Sammy shows up in the golf cart. It's his turn for some revenge. So he's driving. He comes barreling down after Matt, crashes the cart, gets out, and they start just brawling around the concourse. Uh, Matt hits a big DDT onto a picnic table, and then they fight their way over to the scissor lift. I believe the same one that Kenny Omega moonsaulted off of back so little while ago. Possibly. <laughs> but anyways, they climb aboard, they extend it up into the air, and then this is when things got really bad. Uh, Sammy spears Matt off the scissor lift onto a table below, but right onto the fucking concrete floor. And Matt just slams the back of his head hard. This was like a 12-foot unprotected drop. Uh, and you can just see right away his face. He's fucked up. He ain't there. Uh, and Aubrey Edwards, she knows it too right away. She's just, she's not even counting. She's just down. She's checking on Matt. She throws up the X sign. Uh, yeah, Sammy's just trying to stall for time. I don't know. You could tell right away that this is not good. Uh, so she finally starts doing a count. She gets up to like eight and Hardy literally can't stand. So Sammy just picks him up and drags him like a lifeless doll. Matt tries to stand up again and falls down. He's hanging onto Sammy's pants, nearly pulling him down, exposing his everything. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, Matt, he tries to get up again. And then he's just tumbling to the ground with Sammy. He can't even get his feet beneath him. So it's looking really bad. And commentary knows that they're not even trying to sell it. They're just saying he's really hurt. You know, JR says you got to look beyond pro wrestling when the guy can't even defend himself. So, you know, once again, Aubrey, she's had enough. She gets in between them and she stops the match. Bless her heart. Uh, 
And then they, what, they got the doctor to come out and check in on Matt? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so he just checks in on Matt, and the officials are dragging Sammy away. The bell rings, so for all we know, this thing's done, but Matt just starts yelling. He's, I guess he's somewhat conscious. He's yelling for Sammy, but I don't know. He's fucked up, but... Oh. Uh, so commentary, they start to move on. They like cut to the commentary team. They're like, well, you know, a uh, scary situation. We all wanted to see the match, but uh, that's not the time to take chances with someone's health. But then one minute later, they just announced this match is going to continue, which I know caused a lot of heat in the online world. But because uh, this was only like a minute later, there's no way Matt could have a proper concussion protocol test in that short time it's, ca- it's causing a lot of heat in the shoe brothers world i think <laughs> yeah i'm i'm hot but uh so anyways they let this match continue um <clears throat> but i'm sure they just cut out everything else that they had planned and rushed to the finish so they just brawl over to the entrance to the stage uh up there's a giant scaffold there they start climbing and sammy pretty much just has to like help matt up halfway and uh yeah, I'm pretty sure that they were going to climb much higher, but they just kind of like stop partway there. Matt punches Sammy a couple times. He falls off the scaffold, crashing through the gimmick stage. Um, and then he stays down for the 10 count. So Matt Hardy wins, saves his career. God, I was wincing literally the entire time that you were talking. Mike, I think your explanation of what just happened was longer than it actually took. <laughs> all all love uh, from the Matt Hardy bump from the 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 table fucking conky bump yeah. uh, to him getting and to the match being back on was all of 35 seconds. Uh, um, Aubrey was first there with the fucking X. The doctor comes right away. Uh, this this is a big this is a this is a problem. Yeah, this was not a good look. This for, is uh, not a good look on AEW, um, a brand which is already uh more aggressive. Yeah. Than the others when it comes to things like blood, when it comes, I mean, that the chair shot heard around the world, uh, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. and of course, like how, just how did Matt Hardy pass concussion protocol in the amount of time that they gave us? Yeah. You could see when he was standing up and literally falling he didn't know down. What, he did not know where he was. He yeah. didn't know what was happening. Uh, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get how anyone, I don't get how you let this match keep going. Yeah. Aubrey Edwards was the one who held it, handled it the right way, but they didn't even listen to her. She threw up the X like three times. She stopped the match, but they continued anyways. And, you know, I mean, of course, taking a, taking a table bump off of a scissor lift is a nasty enough bump as it is. Yeah. But then solid concrete. And it's just, you know, is it an issue of AEW having to rein in their talent? Of course, you know, you give your talent the most free reign in the industry to be themselves. But is there a point where you're like, guys, we can't be doing table bumps off of scissor lifts unless we're going to totally <laughs> trick underneath is that a, is it is that the unfortunate point i mean we just saw you know the power bomb by darby allen in the thumb like minutes earlier <laughs> we yeah. just saw this and this so this whole you know they could have just pre this whole 
first half of the match they could have pre-taped. Could have been pre-taped and, and you have them, <laughs> have them come out from the entrance kind of yeah. in that transition mode uh, yeah. if you wanted to play. Because, you know, this has been a bloody feud the whole time, you know, of course, starting from that and initial. And accidental. There's, it's been a botch every single step of the way. Right. And is it, uh, <laughs> and, and I don't think it's an issue of the program or the performers. No, I think it's just been a, a bunch of bad accidents. A bunch of bad accidents ultimately resulting in this. Yeah, um, possibly two concussions for Matt in the span of a month. And I don't get how I don't get how they didn't call the match. I think this this is going to be this is going to be like a black cloud over Tony Khan and AEW for yeah. a long long time. Yeah, no, I know uh, Matt's wife Rebby was blowing up online on Twitter and her and Tony Khan kind of conflicting arguments about the whole thing. And Tony's like, oh, no, he's he went to the hospital. He was fine. And Rebby's like, uh, he had 1,000% had a concussion. And I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, same thing. Um, you know, Aubrey put up the X. I don't get how – it's certainly like the finish of the match was not something that we were looking forward to. I bet no, I, once he started, you know, every once he was climbing, I'm sure after all, every was like, what the fan fuck? watching thought to themselves like, oh, God, I hope he's OK. And then you're like, no, don't come back out. This is yeah. the you know, it's, it, this isn't this isn't Mick Foley com coming back <laughs> with a fucking tooth lodged up his nose. You know, it's the <laughs> uh, you know, this is exactly what the, we were feeling. Mick, don't come back. No, yeah, no. But dude, even you, then, you have a tooth up your nose. Stop. You know, I'd, I'd say. You know, the Foley's bump was less trauma on the head off the top oh, of the head. Oh, certainly off the, yeah, less trauma off the head. I can certainly agree. Yeah. I mean, he, he, was, he was definitely hurt, but, uh, yeah, like you said, that is a bit of a black cloud and it kind of, it did, it did hang around a bit. I felt the next couple of matches, the crowd was definitely a bit kind of sucked out of it. I mean, how would we feel? Like, who, we know who the decision makers back there are. They're Cody, they're the Bucks, they're Tony Khan. Yeah. Who set? Who thought? Who superseded? Who to? How? It, that's all yeah, I can they say. Could have, you know, the step was there. If Hardy loses, he's gone. But you know, there, there's been a million times in wrestling where you work your way around steps. So they could have. They could have. They could have. They could have figured it out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, let's uh, let's let's move past this dark cloud. Yeah. For for now, uh, we got. Hikaru Shida defending her AEW Women's title against the NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa, and uh, yeah, like you know, this was uh, this was a good match. But like I said, the the match before the incident, I think, took a bit out of the crowd, mm -hmm. the actual real crowd. So it was kind of unfortunate, but because I thought this was a really good match. These women, they worked hard. I became a fan of Thunder Rosa here. I'd like to see more of her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, they got to go like 17, 18 minutes. Good competitive bout. But, uh, yeah, you know, we don't get enough of that in this division. But eventually, Shida, she hits the Tomashi, her big running knee, and that gets her the three count to retain the title. I may say, I believe I can actually confidently say, I've been thinking about this for a couple days. So I watched uh, All Out in two chunks. Um, after the Hardy thing, I was so turned off. I was like, okay, we're going to watch this another time. And then I came back the next day and then started watching All Out again on this matchup. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, you probably had a better, I th a better viewing experience. Certainly a better it. viewing experience. Mike, I think this is the best women's bout we have seen in All Elite Wrestling up to now. Yeah, I can't say I disagree. 
it was just, yeah, it was hard for me without the crowd and all that. But Thund- the wrestling itself was very good. Thunder Rosa, in her first AEW in-ring performance, and of course she is the NWA champion. She's been wrestling all over the planet for years. She seemed like a more legitimate challenger to this belt than anybody who has come up on this women's roster yet. And we know Britt Baker, we're, we're, we're getting there. I get it. Oh, yeah. I get She's, it. But in yeah, terms that. of... <laughs> but in terms of uh, Threats to the belt while either um, either of the three women have held it. I think this was the first time where this was an, a legitimate contender. Yeah, you know, when I think of uh, Sheeta's reign, yeah, this match and Penelope Ford are the only two matches that I can like think of off the top of my head. That even, and I mean, even in terms of women's belts in general, even just twenty twenty, yeah, or twenty twenty like, women's belts. What, what was Riho's best go at it? I don't really remember a single one. No, uh, yeah. Or uh, uh, Ni- even Nyla, Nyla Rose, Rose. That was just a quick little. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see more Thunder Rosa. I would like that. Of course, yeah, under the AEW lights, you know, uh, she would fit in, really lead this division. We've been saying this for a little while now. What the AEW women's division is missing are veteran, competent leaderships. Like, you know, they would crush it with a Natalia. Yeah. Somebody to lead them uh, would have been great. I agree. Let's keep moving. Uh, We got a quick little segment. Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. Announced that they're gonna get married. Oh yeah, that's so nice. Congratulations. <laughs> I think on Wednesday we'll have he's picking his best man. Yeah, so I guess the wedding, you know, it takes a couple weeks to plan a wedding. <laughs> a so, couple uh, <laughs> Yeah. We all know it takes a couple weeks to plan a wedding. Uh so yeah, Sabian will announce his best man this week. Uh I don't know who he's got, you know. His only friend before was uh Jimmy Havoc, and I think he's been released. So I, I think he was friends with Joey Janella at one point. Well, no, not, not anymore. I think uh, didn't Penelope leave Janella for Sabian? I think. Oh, really? I forget that. I, for, I, I forget that moment. I don't know. Uh, Wait, but anyways, that K- the... kayfabe or not kayfabe? <laughs> what, what are you talking Might about? Have here? Been both. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then probably like an edge not. Edge Matt Hardy thing. Oh Jesus Christ. Uh, but anyways, the funniest part was after they give the, the news, they take a funny little jab at WWE by holding up a sign advertising Sabian's Twitch channel. And then there's a little text on the bottom that says this message has been approved by all elite wrestling. Yeah, I caught that. I I caught that. That was pretty funny. Um, You know, yeah. I mean, of course. And and, and of course, let's not talk about the Hardy thing and the the bad decisions that were made around that moment. Uh, Yeah. See, that's, you know, WWE would be fair to take a jab at them for that. So AEW's platform has always been kind of like. Okay, again, let's forget the Matt Hardy stuff. AEW's platform has always been performer first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> let's go on to an eight-man tag team action here. We got the Dark Order taking on the Natural Nightmares, Matt Cardona, and Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one thing I just noticed, or I didn't just notice it, but it's something worth noting. Evil Uno, I got to say, comparing him to this time one year ago, He's looking really good. He's slimmed down quite a bit. You know, his his, uh, his outfit, his character, I think Evil Uno just figured it out. Yeah, it sort of seemed like uh, when the Dark Order premiered, or at least when he premiered last year, he sort of seemed like he got uh, like a Pulp Fiction gimp costume. Yeah. Like an ill-fitting Halloween costume. Yeah, he was more, yeah, he seemed more, his body was type was a more Humpty Dumpty, you know. <laughs> and certainly as the Dark Order has risen, uh, you know, maybe he's, uh, you know, put a little more effort into things so like he? that. Yeah. 
yeah, he's looking good. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, and of course, Dustin's in this match, so he's got to hit his one token destroyer. And boy, he hit it, baby. <laughs> he hit it. It always looks good. Uh, Cardona looked pretty good here as well, showing some... Uh, was uh was was Dusty in um or Dustin rather was he in uh uh blue makeup this time around? Yeah, which was you know instead of his normal red gear, red, red black out makeup, it was blue and black. Blue and black. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, the big controversial moment of the match, Anna J was out there on the outside representing Dark Order. Anna J. And uh, Anna J. Anna J. One of your favorites. Best but... best gimmick to never be used. <laughs> but uh, so she's on the outside. She's got like some uh, scandalous top on and she's adjusting it. And then Jim Ross goes, did Anna Jay just have a wardrobe malfunction or is that wishful thinking on my part? I I didn't hear him say that. I only heard people say he said backlash. that. I caught it live. Yeah. Oh, fucking but, uh, yeah, there was big backlash online. It was, uh, you know, you know, dirty old man humor that didn't land. Fucking JR. Uh, he does look like a bit of a bit of an old man pervert and his apology was it was one of those i'm sorry you got offended type things oh really did he did he apologize <laughs> like at first during he's the like, show or uh no afterwards he post. tweeted i was like i'm sorry he was uh it was a poor attempt at bad humor so like that part but then after he's like now let's all just settle down and or something like that it's like let's stop being so sensitive jesus christ but anyways back to the match uh it comes down to Brody lee and dustin in the ring Brody hits his big discus lariat but instead of ending the match, he tags in Cabana to let him have the pin and the glory. But instead, Colt, he climbs up to the top and goes for his moonsault. But Dustin avoids and rolls him up for the three count. So Cabana fucked up big. Brody Lee is pissed, shoves him, and then walks off without him. Uh, all the Dark Order leave, except for Evil Uno, though. He sticks around. He's a good guy. He helps him up and kind of comforts him. He's been there before with Brody. So. Oh, he's lost before. <laughs> um, Matt Cardona's fucking whatever it's called. Radio silence. Looks sick. That's yeah, like it looks good. it's turning into one of my favorite. Especially there was a couple. <laughs> there was a couple times it may have been uh, Stu Grayson. I guess. Yeah, I think like he. He ran at one and they picked him up and he launched and landed on the other or something. Yeah, and there was a way that Cardona did the thing and it, like he ended up like spiking him. And yeah, I was like, really cool. damn, yeah, the selling on this thing looks pretty cool. And to get your leg, like, these guys are six feet tall. To jump so high that your leg <laughs> is actually six feet in the air. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Is, pre is pretty damn <laughs> impressive, and it ends up being pretty cool. Um, like we said, you know, an AEW show is going to have going to have tag matchups. Uh, you know, Dark Order would have been nice for them to get the win, especially because earlier on in the night, uh, Dark Order lost. Yeah, big 0 for 2 on the evening. Kind of went 0 for 2 on the evening, but I hope that Brody Lee can recover from this because I want to see the TNT Championship match Brody Lee well, a, a couple more times. I don't want to see this version of him. Well, speaking of, um, right after the match, we go backstage for a quick interview with Dustin after the big win. And Tony gives him the breaking news that he will get a TNT title shot against Brody Lee this week. And that'll be happening on Wednesday. So, you know, yeah. just like that. He took one Rhodes out. Let's see if he can take another one out. Yeah. Dustin was fired up, though. He cut an awesome promo. The Rhodes family special. The the Rhodes family promos. <laughs> What's yeah. mom doing? <laughs> Where, where's mom's about? promos? You know what? I don't, I don't know if I've ever even seen his mother. She may not even have made it to television. 
Yeah, maybe she abandoned the family at a young age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's go. We got the big world tag team title match here. Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega defending against FTR. And uh, you know, this was a good, this was a bit of a slow burner, but that's the FTR style. You know, let it build, let it progress. Don't do a bunch of crazy. Well, I guess they don't do flippy shit anyway. <laughs> no, no flips, just fists. <laughs> yeah, but it was some good old school tag style wrestling. Uh, you know, I like the match, but I feel like a lot of people were expecting something. You know, what the the match they had with the Bucks back in uh, whenever that was full year. year. Yeah, that amazing match, and this didn't quite reach that level for me, but it was still good. They told they told a good story. Uh, you know, eventually Kenny and Paige are looking to hit the last call, but it gets avoided and Kenny hits a big V-trigger onto Hangman. So he knocks him out and then FTR toss Kenny aside. They hit a double team pile driver on Hangman, but he kicks out. So they hit a second double spike pile driver. And that gets them the win. The new tag champs, FTR. Of course, Tully Blanchard's uh, celebrating beside them. Sean Spears is nowhere to be seen. You know, Mike, <laughs> every so often there are probably matches who fans, critics, and everyone expects to be extraordinary. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it lives up and sometimes it doesn't. Mike, I think what you're saying is exactly right. Um, it was great to see, uh, you know, a 30-minute bout. We know all these guys can do it. Finish mm -hmm. made sense. Uh, you know, of course, we thought uh, we thought FTR would be taking it. Just the way they ended up taking it was just a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The match was still good, but, it you know, it wasn't the best. I mean, it wasn't the best tag match of the year because we had a five-star tag match earlier this year. I mean, it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be hard for Kenny Omega to always keep like one up or like one upping himself, you know, or yeah. meeting his own insanely high expectations. This is the first <laughs> Kenny Omega match that we've seen in a long, long time that did not have uh, a one-winged angel. That's true. I mean, yeah. Kenny uh, Omega didn't get a chance to hit. An angel, of course, his Aaron V trigger uh, was ended up what what ended up slapping out Adam uh, Hangman Page there. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, so FTR they're celebrating. They leave a beer on the ground next to the downed Hangman, and Kenny gets back in the ring. He's angry. He's got a a, a TV tray with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the uh, yeah the little mini table and. Uh, yeah, Kenny, uh, the injured hangman, gets up to his feet, and he stumbles to the mat as Kenny does not catch him. He just lets him fall to the ground. What a bad friend. So. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, and I think when, I, especially when it comes to this, this Adam Page Kenny Omega storyline, I think maybe we also thought that the the breakup would lead to the belts changing hands where it seems as though the way the story or at least the way the story we've seen has ended is that there's there's not hate between Paige and Omega yet uh, I don't know. I thought Kenny seemed pretty angry. But, I mean, I sort of, or at least, like, the blow-up. This wasn't the blow-up. This was two people silently hating each other. <laughs> you know, when you think of the turn, when you think of turning on a on a tag yeah, well, yeah. member. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, yeah, he didn't. 
violently attacked. It wasn't, yeah, there was no attack. It was just like we lost and we're pissed and we hate each other. Uh, he did kick a beer. He kicked the beer right into the camera. Yeah. It splashed all over the lens. Great visual. And F- But FTR will certainly strengthen this tag division, especially being a tag team with a name. I think yeah. and and a, and a look and a gimmick. I think that that says a lot. That means yeah, that means they a have lot. A, yeah, they should have a fun little tag run there. And you know, Hangman Kenny, they had like seven, eight, eight months. God, ago, yeah, I so. know. It certainly seemed like a long time. Longest reigning champs ever. Ever. <laughs> um, so, anyways, Hangman's pissed off, or no, Kenny is pissed off after the match, and he just leaves without Hangman and starts bitching to the Bucks and just tells him we're done with him. You guys coming with me? It's time for a clean break. Teasing the cleaner. Uh, but the Bucks are like, hey, man, let's talk about this. So Kenny just drives off, says, think about it. So, yeah, it looks like he's, he is want to be done with Hangman. Yeah, you know, he wants to be done with Hangman. Does Hangman want to be done with him? How is this going to turn around? Uh, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait for next week. Yeah, the, uh, the elite is in shambles. Shambles! If you will. Uh, but let's go on here. We got Chris Jericho taking on Orange Cassidy in the Mimosa Mayhem match. Where you can only win by pinfall, submission, or completely submerging your opponent into one of the two pools two. filled with Mimosa. Two vats on either two side. Vats. That was exciting. Yeah. So it was, you know, they had like these platforms elevated to ring level with a little, little room to stand on. And the little tubs, the vats. Full of mimosa. And they even had nice little serving trays and pitchers there if you wanted to refresh yourself mid-match. Have a little, have a little sip. <laughs> a little sip. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, of course, those weren't used for that. The tray gets smashed on Orange Cassidy's head. And he gets pushed. He gets slammed through one of the serving tables. Uh, you know, we get the teases. They're trying to dunk each other into the tank. Some hands and feet go in there. But we need the full body. So that doesn't count. Um, yeah, and then there was a fun spot where Chris, he locks him, Cassidy, in the walls of Jericho. But as he's got it applied, Cassidy's able to grab a jug and fill it with mimosa. And impressively, he's able to maneuver it, turn around, and splash Jericho in the face without spilling it all. <laughs> uh, some cool visual there. And then eventually, both men, they fight outside. They're uh, onto the top rope. Jericho looks to hit a crucifix bomb into the vat, but Orange Cassidy escapes. Nails Jericho with an orange punch, which sends him teetering, but he hangs onto the rope. So Orange Cassidy rips off the elbow pad and hits a second orange punch, which sends Jericho flying backwards into the mimosa. He's fully submerged. Orange Cassidy wins. Fully submerged, which you know what that we, we you know what that means. He won. The feud's over. The feud's over. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, you know what? Like, uh, the match was okay, sure, fine, whatever. I think it was fun to open with the, uh, what was the, what's that What's that move that he does? Chris Jericho does? Knees to the face? Oh, yeah, the code breaker. Code breaker, yeah, that's what it's called. Big near fall at the beginning was like a fun yeah. pop. Got got the crowd into it. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm okay. I, I, I have no problem with gimmick matches because it's not like, this is, this is the demo god, you know, like... He, Chris Jericho, can buy into a gimmick so he can make the gimmick work. <laughs> yeah. uh, something like this, a match like this, where neither of the two are performers are particularly hot on it, it comes out in the performance, not in this case. Uh, 
you know, let, but uh, I guess the real question is when it comes to Orange Cassidy and Jericho, how much more can we squeeze out? <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if we're, I think both men should move on. But uh, you never know in the world of wrestling. Yeah, that's correct. Um, it's main event time, though, folks, because let's let's not wait around. No, it's been a long night of wrestling. This was a long pay-per-view. Uh, so we got the AEW World Heavyweight Championship match. John Moxley <laughs> taking on MJF. And uh, Moxley is banned from using the paradigm shift. Banned. Banned. So, uh, yeah, so the match starts off, well, a good old well, grapple b- fest. Before the match even starts off, Mike, you know, Moxley doing his normal Moxley stuff. He's coming out through the uh, through a, a doorway somewhere, kind of coming into the <laughs> arena. And yeah. I'm, I don't know if you caught this, but a fan oh, charged sorry. Yes, him. Yes. A fan seems yeah. to charge him. <laughs> it comes up briefly on the camera, and you see this kind of somebody come rushing into frame, then getting pulled out. Yeah. Moxley yeah, takes a second. Down. Moxley takes a second to look around, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, you should also, if you can, check out, uh, there is like alternative footage of somebody who was filming Moxley's entrance from afar, where you can see this madman like looking over both shoulders and then realizing like this is his time. <laughs> sprinting after Moxley, yeah. and then this massive, massive security guard just, nope. Yeah. I do think that it, it was just a genuine fan just looking to, you know, maybe pat him on the back. Yeah, of, well, of, of course, right? But uh, still. I don't think it was a Bret Hart tackling incident. No, I don't think thing. this was a Bret Hart. And also, like, Moxley's a big fucking dude, and this guy was this oh, little yeah. guy. But yeah, still, yeah. still, no, no, rule, no, yeah. uh, no. No, no, thank you. I forgot about that. No, 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 no this. room for that, though. We're not, you know. <laughs> No, especially in this uh, COVID era. We're supposed to be distancing. Yeah, well, especially, yeah. Uh, but yes, that was worth noting. And uh, on to the match. Good old, uh, yeah, they start off with a grapple fest. MJF just yelling at the fans. Uh, but yeah, he does a good job. He's working over Moxley's shoulder until they're outside the ring. And Moxley catapults MJF into the ring post head first. MJF goes down. Which gives him time to give himself a nice blade job as he comes up, blood all over his face, uh, but a perfectly executed cut. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, didn't go as far as Dustin's, where it's just like dripping out. Yeah, it wasn't a crimson. <laughs> somewhere between crimson mask and uh, what's that on his face? Somewhere, somewhere between <laughs> yeah, those. So it was a good. It was a good, good flow going here. So that gives Moxley a target. He keeps attacking the head, uh, but he has to stop himself a couple times from hitting that paradigm shift. So, uh, but he does hit a gotch bile driver for a big near fall. And then he bites MJ off on the head, just getting tons of blood in his mouth. Which, again, in this COVID era, I don't know. Uh, I guess in any era. <laughs> in any <laughs> era, nobody should, be biting, nobody should be biting each other wherever <laughs> well, they yeah. are. Uh, but then MJF hits the heat seeker for a big near fall. Then he hits the crossroads for another big two count. He's coming so close. Uh, when Wardlow jumps up on the apron to distract the ref and he goes to toss him the diamond ring, but he tosses it a bit too far. And by the time he grabs it, Moxley's right there, hits the paradigm shift behind the ref back. But the ref turns around just in time to make the three count. So Moxley retains, but MJF should be your champion. <laughs> Give him that title on Wednesday. 
slap the title on him on Wednesday. You know yeah. what? In, in he broke the rules. It was a legal binding contract, and Moxley broke it. In sports, and and this will then this happens in the NHL, the NBA, the NFL. I'm sure other major sports where the Olympics. The Olympics caught it, cheating. They strip. Oh, you. I was gonna say, um, if the refs <laughs> miss a call. Uh, they will release that information. Sometimes it'll be things like, you know, the league will apologize because we didn't know, you know, because somebody's foot actually went out of bounds, uh, which would have resulted in a play being different. Or uh, we're apologized. We missed the tripping call on this guy. Uh, And, you know, I think the AEW officials are no different. So we should be subject to the same scrutiny, you know, an, uh, an NXT official coming out and saying, hey, we're sorry we missed the paradigm shift. Put a little onus on us. Well, I say take your sorries and throw them in a lunch pail because I want Olympic retribution where we strip you of your medal if you find out you've been breaking the rules. Right. You broke the agreed upon rules. <laughs> that gold medal goes to the runner up, MJF, who should be a rightful champion. <laughs> should be. You, you, you are totally right. You are totally right. Yeah. Um, I just want what's right. Uh, but yeah, we'll certainly do to this controversial finish. MJF will probably remain. He's going to be hot. He'll remain in the title hunt uh, yeah. along with, like you said, you know, potentially Lance Archer making his way into this. Yeah. But yeah, on Dynamite, MJF, you know, he's going to be cutting a scathing promo. He's going to have his whole team of lawyers with him, officials. Uh, and I think he should be wearing that belt by the end of the night. Oh, yeah, some kind of, uh, you know, some kind Legal of... Legal precedent. It was, you know, vacated and stripped and then some kind of thing and this, that, the other. Does John Moxley have the ability to win it back? Um, uh, one thing I do have to say, it is very nice to see... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It is very nice to see our heavyweight championship, our main event, our w- what should be the biggest deal... Uh, be a match like this was a 20 25 minute long match usually I feel I mean certainly when we move over to the Smackdown brand our heavyweight matches haven't been longer than 15 minutes ever <laughs> I don't think between Goldberg and Braun and well during the stroke you know, back when it was AJ Styles and oh, oh certainly when back when it was AJ <laughs> but it, it is nice to see yeah, the Strowman era yeah. it is nice to see a long match given to what should be the most desirable uh, trophy yeah and it was yeah it was a fun match MJF it helps him. MJF looking great. MJF looks great. Moxley looked great. The belt looks great, which I think it, which I think is so important. <laughs> something goes overlooked. The better these matches are, the more important this belt looks. Yeah, and I don't even mean in the AEW sphere. I mean in the 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 globe of professional wrestling sphere. Definitely. And that was. All out 2020. 2020, all out, baby. Yeah, what a huge, what a, what a, what a, what a, what a show. It was pretty. It was pretty good. Coaster. Yeah, roller coaster. Ups and downs. Ups and downs. Certainly. I'm. Uh, yeah, like I said, best women's match we've seen. The whole Matt Hardy thing made me feel terrible, and then yeah. it, uh, it came back at the end with Moxley. If, uh, if all out is meant to be AEW's WrestleMania, they may have missed the mark on this one. Um, yeah, it didn't. Uh it didn't quite feel as big as some of their other ones. Double, or, uh, yeah, I think, but you know, and, and I guess I, I, I hate comparing things to other things, right? Why can't we just enjoy them and let them happen? We can, but we're also, you know, that's the whole point of what's the point of having history if we can't acknowledge it? And what's it? the point of having a podcast if, we, if we're not actually going to talk about it? We're journalists, Mike. We're journalists. <laughs> exactly. After that Sports big old journal. 
sports journalist. Yeah. Well, um, what's up, uh, CBS? Want us? Um, <laughs> or maybe the Athletic? I think the Athletic's looking for a new uh, wrestling show. Maybe we can somehow sneak in with them, right? Uh, and there you have it, though. That was all out uh, twenty twenty, and that was our review of it. Mike, would you like to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break, and we'll come back with some trivia. We'll come back with the rest of WWE's action, including our Super Tuesday uh, Volume 2 NXT Championship match. So you're going to want to come back. Yeah. Back here with the show, folks. Back, uh, back here in the old part two. Yeah, Super Wednesday part two. Super Wednesday part two. Yeah, we're off of our Thursday scheduled schedule. <laughs> uh, we have been for a little while now. Uh, yeah. Who knows if we'll ever even get back on it? You know, these uh, like we said, the the wrestling world hasn't been on a consistent schedule either. It's been all over. And the place. until we become, I mean, that truly, and I think the only answer to the schedule thing is we have to become a daily show that's the only <laughs> way to regulate is that we do like mornings at like 10 a.m yeah. <laughs> every morning 10 a.m to hey, noon if someone wants to finance it we can make it happen we somehow have to uh yeah every because then we can do we can do we can spend our time on raw i'll do anything yeah they go we can we'll do movies tv shows anything you want <laughs> Anything we want. The sh the shoot <laughs> the shoot brothers talk about Blade Two. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, the sequel to Blade One. <laughs> uh, Triple H was in the third one, I think. He was. Yeah, he was. He was. See, Plays it all comes back. It all then there it goes. So we okay. So we expand the show. Once we start doing the Daily Show, we get to expand it to doing <laughs> movies that wrestlers are in. Yeah, even just like a passing reference. So yeah, so so we get to watch movies, yeah, like Blade Three. We get to watch MacGruber, uh, <laughs> anything with Batista. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, the uh, the Longest Yard? That's the oh, the long, yeah, it's got a bunch of them in that one. Yeah. Steve Goldberg, Austin's Steve Austin. I think Mark Henry's in that one too. Yeah, there's a bunch of there's a bunch. Uh, yeah, many movies wrestlers have found their way into. <laughs> no, no, that's exactly right, Mike. That is exactly right. But until then, we will uh, continue to bring you the once a week ish type of action. Uh, yeah. Let's kick off our part two because, of course, we have to get to some weekly WWE stuff. Before that, it's uh, it's time for some trivia. Trivia. Woo. Trivia. Mike, I have four questions for you this week. I've got five. Perfect. Let's get it on. All right. You know, one topic we talk about a lot on this show, you and I are both big fans of tattoos, and many wrestlers are as well. Uh-oh, did, did Finn Balor get another tattoo? <laughs> I didn't notice. No. I didn't. Lindsay I mean, Lohan he, he didn't might. say anything about it. Yeah, I can never say no, but uh, thankfully there's no Finn Balor questions this week. <laughs> But we are doing tattoo trivia for these wrestlers. Okay. So let's start off. Alistair Black, a man with many tattoos. Fuck. Okay. Uh, but he has two on his face. Can you tell me what they are? 
Alistair Black face tats. I've never even thought yeah. of that. And we're not saying like neck area behind the ear. We're talking face, like cheek, forehead, chin, face. He's got two little ones. Two little ones. Well, you know, on I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say there's the old one. Uh, there's one under an eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I can picture it, you know, kind of like between like his eyeball and his uh and, and your sideburns, you know, in this kind of like little area. Yeah. What is it of? I'm gonna say it's something like uh, it's something small. I'm gonna say something like a little star or a little. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little kind of thing like that. Where's the other one though? I can only I can honestly only picture one. I'll give you the location. Uh, so he does kind of have. Yeah, one on each in the same spot, just like upper cheek below the eye there. That oh, spot. upper cheek and, and yeah, so he has two. You of know, them, like eh? the tear, not a teardrop tattoo, but that area where people. Yeah, get yeah, the yeah. Drops. I'm gonna say yeah. Well, there's a uh, one of. Them, I'm gonna say they may be matching or something, but uh, one of them's a star. And then I don't know what the other one is. Okay, uh, you're close. You're in the ballpark. Uh, it wasn't a star, but it's a crescent moon. Okay, that makes sense too. So very yeah. much, yeah, it's very much a similar thing. And then on the other side, he's got a upside down cross. Oh, that's cool. That's badass. Is, yeah, I think also known as the cross of Saint Peter, or maybe he just likes an upside down cross. Or maybe it's so he can look down from his eyes, and when he looks down, <laughs> it's right side yeah, up. Yeah, he sees the cross. That could be it. Uh, but he's one of the few wrestlers that I can think of with face tattoos, so I want to throw him in there. Okay. So there you go. There you go. That was fun. That was fun. Mike, uh, I've got, we're playing some uh, What Happened First today. Oh, boy. <laughs> so What Happened First. Okay. Uh, Mike, so first of all, What Happened First? Uh, NXT debuts uh-huh. or uh, Avatar is released in theaters. Okay. So Avatar, I'm going to say, was 2009. And NXT is tricky because it had the shitty version before the version we all know and love, uh, where it was like a game show and all this other garbage. So I've got to track. Because I know the real good NXT started by like 2012, so there's a three-year gap. But was the garbage NXT around then? So Avatar, though, I know for sure. That was either yeah 2009 wintertime. I remember the hype. I was I had never even saw it in theaters. I, you know, I'll say it right now. What? I saw it twice. I'm one of the few people. I saw it twice. <laughs> oh, you know, I wasn't anti-Avatar. Of I just course, didn't care. of course, of course. I just didn't, you know, I was having fun. I was living on my own in university, partying it up. <laughs> <laughs> but the hype was there. The hype was there. Uh, Avatar versus NXT. It's so close. Uh, I'll give the edge to Avatar. You'll give you'll give the edge to Avatar, and rightfully so. And rightfully right. so, you got that one. Avatar was released uh, December eighteenth, two thousand nine. Where, yeah, Mike, you're right. For a bunch of years there, NXT wasn't wasn't the playground that we know it as now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that debuted a few months later in uh, late February of twenty ten. Okay. So right okay. after that. So uh, yeah, so we you know we we just kind of we're coming up. We we I mean this was the tenth year of NXT quote as it were. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, all right. My next tattoo question for you. Okay. Another man known for many tattoos, CM Punk. 
Of course, uh, he's very well known for that Pepsi logo on his left arm. That would have been too easy, right? That well, that one that one would have been easy. We all know the uh, yeah. Yes, the famous Pepsi logo on his left arm, but on the opposite side, on his right arm, in the same spot, he's got another famous pop culture logo tattooed. Do you know what that uh, thing is? I think I do know what this is, and I think because I can see it, mm-hmm. is it is it the the, uh, the Cobra Commander logo from GI Joe? You are exactly correct. It is it. the Cobra Command uh, GI Joe logo. You know what? Yeah, the villain team. Until, until you just asked me that, I'd never put those two together in my head. There you go. That's and, that's the power of the human brain. Uh, but I yeah, I know. I, I never really. I think I had a couple toys growing up, but I don't remember ever maybe watching a couple of shows here and there. But yeah, GI Joe. Jesus. Jesus, man. No, that's crazy. I just, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh my God, it is a pop culture logo. You pulled a uh, Bradley Cooper Limitless. I just limit, I did, I took my Limitless pill this morning and (laughs) it's, uh, turns out it works. You pulled that info out of there. I really did. I really did. All right. Okay, Mike. Uh, Next question in the old, which happened first? Okay. Uh, First, um, did Finn Balor make his debut in New Japan Pro Wrestling? Or was the iPhone introduced? Ah, so iPhone. iPhone. That was like between 2006 to 2008, I want to say. The first chunky iPhones. And, uh, well, first of all, I guess on technicality, Finn Balor never even wrestled in Japan. Okay, Prince yeah, Dad. Prince Devitt, know, the, the man <laughs> formerly known, know, the man, the, the physical body <laughs> known as. <laughs> yes, 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 of course. Uh, but when was that? That was obviously, I don't know if that was that, 2008. You know, all the, I'm going to say the iPhone was around first. You're going to say the iPhone uh, was around first. But, Mike, you're wrong on this one. Wow. Prince Devitt has been in, you know, he started New Japan in April of 2006. Wow. Yeah. I would have thought, like, 08, 09. Oh, man. This guy's apparently been, around. been doing He's... this a lot longer than we thought he has. Yeah. Where, yeah. The iPhone, you're right. The iPhone was early 2007. So you were really yeah. close. Yeah. So, damn. Yeah. Finn Balor, and he look how look how he what look, great shape he's in. He probably has an age day. He has an age a day. What's <laughs> Finn Balor's secret? Oh boy, I don't know. Just like no sugar, no carbs. Yeah, no. <laughs> he gets one cheat meal a year. Yeah, <laughs> he gets a little piece of carrot cake once a year mm. <laughs> on his mm-hmm. birthday. Without the icing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, my next tattoo trivia for you. Uh, Rey Mysterio, another man. He loves his ink. Uh, I don't think he always wrestles shirtless these days, so it might be harder to tell what he's got. But he's been shirtless many times, and he has something very clearly written across his stomach. Just plain text. What does he have written on his stomach? Rey Mysterio. It either says, yeah, it's like cool font. It's like cool, like gay, like like you picture, I picture like Hispanic gang font. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it either says, it either says Mexico or Mexican. I I think it says that though. One of those two things, or maybe it says whatever. 
like Mexico if it has like an accent somewhere. But I'm pretty sure it's one of those two things. I'm going to go Mexico. Mexico. You should have gone Mexican. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. But you pretty much. Does it have like an accent goo on on anything or something? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm not looking at it. (laughs) But I just know Mexican. Yeah, I can picture it too. I can picture it too. Yeah, I guess he was shirtless. He was shirtless back in the day. I guess that's what, oh yeah, that's what for a long time. And then I guess Vince, probably the whole Keith Lee is like, hey, you got a bit of a belly there, pal. Shirt on. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mike, I got one here for you. Oh. <clears throat> uh, what happened first? Uh, did Drew McIntyre win his first title in WWE, or Mike? Did you graduate high school first? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Well, I graduated in 2008. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, That's good. That's Drew McIntyre. Because, <laughs> yeah, before, obviously, he's left and he came back. and but he, he had some title his first run around, I think, Intercontinental. Uh, when was that? Drew... Mm, let's say because back then yeah he was the chosen one but how long ago was that ah let's go with the graduation first let's go with the graduation first mike you got it right there because you are right you graduated in june of 2008 uh Mm -hmm. drew mcintyre didn't win his first title in wwe you're right it happened in his first go around it was december of 2009 at tlc all right. All right. Uh, way to go. Just uh, like, you know, just like Finn Balor over, over time, like fine wine. Just aging. <laughs> yeah, it's doing well. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Tattoos. Brock Lesnar has some tattoos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one that you may not see very often. <laughs> you keep doing <laughs> these ones that you don't see very often. Well, I'm not going to say what's he got on his chest. Okay. Okay. Uh, did you know Brock Lesnar's got a tattoo, uh, a tramp stamp area, something on the lower back there. <sighs> so uh, three words, You're right? Three words. What does it say? Oh my God. I have no idea what it says. <laughs> uh, cause I, yeah, I can just picture, I don't think I've ever looked cause usually when he's giving someone a suplex, the camera's yeah. not zoomed in on his lower back. It's zoomed in. And I think a lot of the time, like, his tights cover it up. Yeah, God, like, you know what? Pulls, I have yeah. no idea, but I'm going to say... I'm going to say it's definitely English words. I don't think he... I don't think it says, like, you know, carpe diem or something like that. <laughs> I'm going to say it's definitely English. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea, though. Uh, let's say... Uh, uh, um... Burn, burn him down. No, that's Seth Rollins. <laughs> well, uh, you got one of the words actually. What? Okay, which one? Yeah. It's not burn him down. It's kill them all. <laughs> so you're pretty close, actually. Kill them all. Damn. Yeah, no wonder. Tiny... Uh, no wonder they have those things covered up at a pay per view. Yeah. I remember the reason I discovered it. It was some. I forget where I saw it, but it was some image where you had to like zoom in. It's like. Brock Lesnar, scandalous tramp stamp. Check it out. And then you zoom in, it says kill them all. And it's like, oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> but it's there. 
Yeah, Jesus Christ, man. Maybe he's a big, maybe he's a big odd future fan. Don't uh, don't hold that against or him. Metallica, or a Metallica, or a Metallica. More likely, he's a Metallica Probably fan Metallica, than an odd yeah. future fan. Okay, Mike, your final, your final. Which happened first? We were just kids. We were just kids when this was happening. Well, I mean, maybe we don't even know, Mike. Which happened first? Uh, Tom Brady's very first Super Bowl, or mm. the beginning of the WWF WCW invasion angle? Ah, yeah. okay. So the invasion was two thousand one. Tom Brady, though, he's been playing for so long now. He could have been around for over 20 years. But you said his first Super Bowl win? His first, yeah, the first time he won the Super Bowl. Ah, but that still could have been like 2000. I'm trying to think. Okay, what I remember around the time of the invasion, <laughs> the WrestleMania, I feel like either the year of or the year after was when the St. Louis Rams won with Marshall Falk and that whole big thing. But did Brady win before that? That's what I'm basing this all on. Yeah, you really, you really gotta, you really gotta, you know the facts, you know the. Ta- <laughs> <laughs> I just need well, this okay, one well, piece. First, well, first of all, like I think the first question you have to ask yourself: Did the towers still stand? The twin towers. Were the twin towers still standing? They were still okay, standing okay, when the so invasion we, happened. When the invasion, when the invasion happened. started, those, those, uh, those towers fell. Yeah. Or, but what does that have to do with Tom Brady? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking. You're just asking. I don't know. I don't. Uh, when I think of Tom Brady, I don't think of the Twin Towers. <laughs> but um, hmm, Super Bowl invasion, Super Bowl. <laughs> um, let's go with the invasion. You're going with the invasion because it happened first, Woo! Mike, but not by much. Of course, it was uh, like, yeah, that happened in March and then the following February. So one year later. Yes. Uh, isn't that that's some that's something to think about? Tom Brady's been playing so long. It, it was it used to be called, it was called the WWF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's that's great. And he's still going. The Buccaneers. Still going, yeah, exactly. Former twenty four seven champion Gronkowski joining him. <laughs> joining him. Uh, hopefully, you know, we can take some of that championship pedigree with him over to uh, over to a new system in Tampa. And uh, you have one more question for me? You do. One final question here. This one may be difficult. We'll see. Okay, let's Because this man Uh-oh. is not really known for his tattoos. Okay. You may not even know he had a tattoo, but it was always there. You could always see it. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nope. <laughs> okay, keep going. Keep going. Keep He's going. got a tattoo on his ankle. And you know, if you uh, if you look back, it's there. It's in all the video games, on the toys. Uh, but yeah, it's very. It's almost never really featured or mentioned. But you got no idea. Tattoo on his ankle. God, I didn't even know he had a tattoo on his ankle. Um, you know, just because you know he wears he he, but he wore you know because those he wore uh, short it boots. was those knee braces, which I was always yeah so, the knee brace covered it up. But I'm but gonna say like short... I'm gonna say it's one of two things. I I had no clue he had a tattoo, but I'm gonna guess <laughs> if Stone Cold had a tattoo, it's gonna be yeah. okay. So it's either gonna be like a Goldberg style uh cha- like you know kind of like barbed wire around. It's mm-hmm. either gonna be something American related. I can picture a flag, or like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can picture a flag or like an eagle, 
or it's going to be a gun, something gun related, which I know <laughs> kind of ties into America, but I, I think, it, you know, gun, gun-ish could be specify, you know, I don't know if it's bullets or like a target or something. Uh, I think it's one of those three things. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were on the right track. Uh, it is kind of like an American thing. He actually, well, he's from Texas, so he has the no. state of Texas, <laughs> yes. the shape uh, tattooed and over <laughs> top of it. Over top of the state, he's got a skull of a bull. You know, the old bull skull. Oh, thing. my God. Yeah. Good old ankle tattoo That's there. funny. I think that counts. I think that counts. It counts as what? I got it. I guess something American. Oh. oh, I wanted the state of Texas. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's a personal victory, though. That's a personal victory. Yeah. No, you were, you were, you were close. That was it. That was trivia. Yes. That was a lot of fun. It always is. Uh, the the fun and games are over though because we need to uh, we need to tackle some WWE action um, because we're still at the Amway Center, in the heart of downtown Orlando, our new home, and uh, we have a new champion post payback. So let's uh, let's cover some stuff that happened on SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then. Uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Let's just kick right off with the big dog, the new champ, Roman Reigns. He's got Paul Heyman with him. And he's got another new shirt. First, it was wreck everyone and leave. Now it's show up and win. So I'm liking the heel cockiness here. Yeah, and he uh, he, he stood very... Uh, strongly still doesn't pop that shirt off you know we don't know what's going on <laughs> under there yet new Not tattoos yet. is he going to be like so insanely ripped uh we don't know we don't know what's going to happen we don't know but paul Heyman speaks first just saying hey don't point the finger at me for corrupting him he's the one corrupting me because i was gone i was tossed aside but he rescued me he pulled me back this man roman reigns and the reason because they did the same thing to him. Uh, you know, what happened to thank yous and appreciations, uh, all the selfish executive decisions he's gone through, the life-threatening illnesses, this man's delivered, over-delivered, and nobody bothered to say thank you or show genuine appreciation. And when he needed just a little bit of time off, what did you do with his title, The Fiend? Anyways, uh, yeah, he says, The Fiend, he's not a champion, he's a monster, Braun Strowman, and... The whole time Heyman's speaking, like you said, Reigns is just standing there looking like a, you know, just a stoic beast. Like a dog. Just like a, he looks yeah. like a big dog just guarding <laughs> a big dog. his That's master. Big dog. Yeah. Oh, my God. Little Paul Heyman. <laughs> uh, so Heyman tells us we're going to have a fatal four-way tonight to see who gets the shot at Reigns at Clash of Champions. And then he just closes with the whole, my name is Paul Heyman. I serve a special counsel to the tribal chief. You're Reignsing defending. <laughs> Undisputed. I did like you know this special counsel, not uh, yeah, may, uh, not uh, you know, whatever other other term. I've never heard the term special counsel used in a managerial role. Yeah, I like that. And the tribal chief, it's kind of you know playing into the Samoan thing and chief. You know, yeah, the big dog, the chief. He's the he's the he's the <laughs> captain, the chief captain. He's the captain. Uh, but then Reigns, he gets a few words in. He says he's a man of his word. He signed the contract. He wrecked everyone, and he left his champion. And he doesn't care who he faces because they're going to get slaughtered. This is my island. 
So, uh, and when you have this kind of power, all you got to do is show up and win. Believe that. So now we're changing on. We're not. We're not. At, we're, it's a dog, and it's our own island. Yeah, it's not a yard. It's and an I'm the alpha predator, or like you know, I'm the alpha, and you're a little bitch. I don't know. I He's think like those, uh, you know, when you go to Cuba, those like homeless stray dogs that fuck shit up on the beach. Oh yeah, yeah. They're in. Uh, <laughs> they're in Greece too. Yeah, I yeah, guess they're in I lots saw, of I saw, I saw a lot of those in Greece and downtown I've never been Athens to Cuba. when I was there. Neither have I. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, this was crazy. This is like uh, Paul Heyman and uh, Roman Reigns, the big dog. They have a real, like, animal farm type relationship where uh, Paul Heyman is the, uh, is the pig. Nah, you know, the smart yes. one and then we literally have the big dog um acting as you know the protection for the uh for the little pigs <laughs> uh good good analogy thank you but uh then we go backstage with uh the dog and the pig roman and Heyman. they're walking the hallway when cousin uso jay uso shows up to give roman a hug congratulate him on being back and being champion and he says hey Uso, i've been calling y'all week What's the deal, brah? And Rowan just says, ah, you know, I've been busy. So Heyman walks off and Uso asks him, hey, man, what's the deal with Paul? After all, he put you through with Brock. But Rowan just says, don't worry, I got this. All under control. Yeah, you know, just, uh, you know, it's family catching up after months of not seeing each other. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? I guess... Uh, Otis now has his lunch pail money in the bank briefcase. Yes, of course. You can go to <laughs> wweshop.com and buy your own Otis lunch pail money in the bank uh, thing. Um, not sure how much. I did, I did see it up there the other day. I'm not sure for how much. Well, and they kayfabed it too. You know, he took his contract out of the case and put it into the lunch pail. So it's proper. It's all there. <laughs> yeah. All the legal documents. Uh, yeah, we got... Uh, what, we had a tag title rematch. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defending against Sasha and Bailey. And, uh, you know, Shayna and Nia working a bit more as a team here, pulling off some moves in sync. Uh, huh? I said, eh, but okay, oh, keep yeah. going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to throw her a bone. But, uh, yeah, Baszler's working them over, targeting uh, the injured legs. She... Uh, yeah, eventually, uh, I forgot everything here. Nia <laughs> Jax gets tagged in. She starts running wild. She hits a big crossbody off the top rope onto both Bailey and Sasha and pins them for the three count to retain the titles. So, hey, Nia did something. She didn't hurt anyone. She did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She did, a cross, she did a crossbody. Nobody died. Yeah. So, thumbs up. Uh but they sold it like someone did, because after the match, EMTs are there trying to help Sasha out. Uh, but she gets pissed, shoved them away. So Bailey goes to help her out of the ring. But then Bailey starts kicking on Sasha, just beating the shit out of her. Slams her into the steel steps, the ring post, working over that leg, stomping on it. Uh, she just beat her down for like five minutes straight. Here. For like five minutes straight. There was a chair involved. <laughs> she jumped off of oh, the yeah. thing and into the chair. Yeah, that was the big vicious ending. She wraps the chair around Sasha's head and this big diving stomp onto it. Sasha's dead and a baby face now after this. Baby face Bailey's, Sasha. And Bailey's a double heel after that move. Double? What, what's a double heel? Well, first you're the heel where it's like, okay, we like you because you're cool. But then when you do something this heinous, now oh, you're double heel. Now you're like Baron Corbin. 
<laughs> no, no, because she's still good. Oh, <laughs> but like we want, we want to see the bad guy. We want to oh, see the like, bad guy. Oh, uh, like like the new Daniel Bryan. No, because I still loved him. Oh shit! I know okay, it's hard to say. I love all these wrestlers. <laughs> uh-huh. And here's it. This was it. This was this was the beatdown. This was months in the work. Uh, yeah. This this was it, Mike. You know, I mean, I know you were so drawn to this story. Are you happy? Yeah, I think this is the role. You know, I think Sasha's better to play the baby face in this role. Bailey's been having such a great run as the heel. There's mm-hmm. no reason to go back to that hugger thing anytime soon. And especially keeping Bailey, you know, you know, she's been the one. She had the SmackDown title before. Yeah, she's uh, the one. She's been the champ longer. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I think this was the right way to play it out. Uh, we knew it was going to happen. Bailey has can't. to be coming up on a year plus as champ. I mean, I know there was the the, the uh, what do we call it? the Charlotte the Charlotte blip the Charlotte blip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I forget what that happened. Some yeah, that happened in the fall, so it's got to be coming up around a year. We got three hundred twenty-eight uh, days. Yeah. So she yeah, is, let her reach that mark, she, and then uh, maybe Survivor Series. You can have this match. Who knows? She is by far the uh, the the most celebrated woman of this uh, division. She is twi- twice that of Becky Lynch. I mean, and this is the man we're talking about well, here. Yes, but uh, impact yeah is different. Well, it's yeah, but 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 we do have to say though, or like I gotta say, like she's been a fantastic run as champion. Oh yeah. The best SmackDown Women's Champion of all time, I'll say. Exactly, right? Now we're getting right somewhere. Now. So, uh, yeah, I guess Clash of Champions. Yeah. Or- Can't wait for that match. Yeah, they might do it at Clash of Champions a couple weeks away. Uh, they load Sasha into an ambulance with a neck brace. So maybe it'll be an ambulance match or something. Ooh. <laughs> Who knows? Even though we have a lot of ambulances on the show. There's a lot of, yeah, they're just standing by at the Amway Center at this point. I guess they always. That's that's for real reasons as well yeah well of course because yeah something bad (laughs) something actually bad could happen so yeah uh yeah what else we got uh there was it wasn't at some point i don't even remember what happened there was like this mysterious tease and we hear this music and see the legs of a woman with high heels and a fur coat strolling around oh yeah um no real thought of who this person might be yeah, I can't remember anything uh, if anything else happened with that. But uh, what else is happening? Sami Zayn's still around. Uh, he yeah, he was he hopped on commentary, uh, and you know, and then there was a little kind of like Hardy Styles Zayn brawl. Yeah, type. that'd be a fun triple threat uh, for uh, Clash of Champs. Clash of Champions at the end of the month, exactly. But yeah. we do. I guess the entire show is just kind of setting up. Uh, so we already had advertised this Fatal Four Way Number One Contenders match. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we know Matt Riddle's in it, King Corbin's in it, Sheamus is in it, but Jay Uso, of all people, is yeah, getting the e- biggest shot of his life. Even within the show, Big E was supposed to be in the Jay Uso spot, then Sheamus beats the shit out of Big E. That's right. Was and, that, uh... Yeah, that was, was that? that was, this was all in the same show. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, did he get in an ambulance too? That's right, that's there was two the, ambulances. That's where the first ambulance came from, I think. And then, okay, and then yeah, Uso, I Jay Uso, right? Yeah, Jay yeah, Uso. I should write that down. Jay Uso. Yes. Title match. Okay. Yeah. So he replaced. Yeah. I forgot. I, Big E got put through the windshield of a car by Sheamus when he was trying to give Xavier Woods his birthday yeah, kick. Exactly. So <laughs> so because of that, Jay Uso is in this Fatal Four Way winner. We'll take on the big dog at Clash of Champions. Gold Rush. 
the Gold Rush, baby. Uh, but just before we get into the, the main event, there was one other thing with the Firefly Funhouse. And uh, Bray talks about, uh, you know, he's sad that they lost the title, but he's got something to cheer us all up. Because we got a brand new friend coming to the Funhouse next week. Oh, you know yeah, we're all new thinking. friend. You know what we're all thinking. No, everyone. Every, I think everyone's suggesting uh, Alexa Bliss. Yes, because speaking of her, we go backstage where Bliss approaches Nikki to apologize for that mug incident. And as she's speaking, Ramblin' Rabbit can be seen in the background. And Alexa's got some dreads in her hair. The fiend influence those dreads. Yeah, yeah, you know, and of course you see you see you see people do stuff and then you want to do it yourself, right? Fiend's a cool guy. Alexa Bliss thinking to herself, like, <laughs> you know, if I do that, maybe I'll be I'll be cool. Yeah. So Nikki says she forgives her, but and then Bliss just says, Great, hugs her and walks off. So there we go. So there we go. That's perfect. What if they swerve us and Nikki Cross is the new member of the funhouse next Oh, week? that'd be wild. Oh. But yes, let's go to that fatal four way main event. Those four men we mentioned earlier, uh, Jey Uso there. The story dynamic with Roman, his cousin, the biggest match of his career. Uh, and you know he didn't look out of place here. Jay, he was hanging with all these other guys. Singles. Competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, very, mu- very much so. Yeah, guy. Well, we we know he's always been a great performer, has he not? Yeah, of course. Uh, and Riddle, he was shining good here. You know, uh, but eventually the match comes down to Sheamus. He hits a broke kick on Corbin. Riddle uh, grabs Sheamus for the bro to sleep, and then he hits the floating bro on Corbin. But then Uso just comes flying in off the top rope with a frog splash on Riddle and gets the three count. Your number one contender for the Universal title is Jay Uso. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. This match was, yeah, it was just super high energy. Um, Jay Uso, biggest shot, biggest opportunity of his life, you know, and then the 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 easy storytelling potential of family versus family. Uh, you know, is this the first chapter? Uh, you know, in in a feud, is this you know, will there be an alliance formed to uh to you know to protect Roman Reigns? Uh, who knows? The heel, Who knows? The, the heeldom uh, is huge. Yeah, huge, huge shot for Jey Uso. You know, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy could be lurking in the shadows if he wants to pop up in this thing. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe is Jimmy Uso already working for Roman Reigns? These are also things that we be. don't know. And you know? if we are on the big, if we are pushing Big E to a big moment, we do have to build him as SmackDown's biggest face. And uh, the Jey Uso storyline could be a great thing until we get there. Yeah, you know, I think this will be a fun little match, fun feud. We'll see. They could bring in, you know, Rikishi might show up for the uncle promo. Oh, the old uncle <laughs> promo. Oh, he's going to get a fucking Superman punch so hard. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, an interesting way, an interesting matchup. Fun way to, you know, it was a good SmackDown, I think. Yeah, fun way to end SmackDown. It was a fun way to end SmackDown. Yeah. Um, let's keep moving across the brands, though. It's time for Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. Let's get raw. I guess Randy Orton's there cutting promos. He's got to face Keith Lee again when uh, the good old ambulance is getting a lot of TV time this week. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the EMS is really getting a lot of uh, work in. 
Yeah, so we hear the sirens. Drew, he's back. He comes out there and just nails a claymore, uh, trying to get some revenge. Now, Drew this week was doing this, like, tank top hair down thing. Because, you know, usually we see him <laughs> in, like, a like a jeans with a collared shirt tucked in and his hair tied back. Like, yeah. this is... I mean, you know, Randy Orton fucked with him a couple weeks ago, like breaking his jaw or whatever. Um, Drew McIntyre's been getting nothing but disrespect over the past little while. Like, is this is a different Drew. He's taking matters into his own hands. This is a new Drew McIntyre. Uh, so hopefully we see more of this. Yeah. Uh, but then we had the Hart Business taking on Apollo Crews, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander. Uh, but then the big story of the match is when Apollo's down. He's trying to make the tag to Ricochet in the corner. When Cedric Alexander turns on his team, pulls Ricochet, beats him off, beats him all around outside the ring, and then he throws him in. Uh, or he goes back in the ring. He hits Apollo with the lumbar check, which allows Shelton to get the get the win for the team and the hurt business. They're just all smiles, celebrating with this apparent new member, Cedric. Oh boy, what could be a breakout moment for uh, Cedric Alexander? Uh, Cedric Alexander. Yeah, they've been trying to recruit him for a while, so you know they respect his talents, and uh, he's decided to bring them to the hurt business. Oh so. my god, that's gonna be sick. That's gonna be great. Uh, yeah. Would also love to see, you know, if certainly. The turning on Ricochet, as it were, you know, I mean, if Cedric Alexander and Ricochet is the first thing. Ooh. But like we've said before, yeah. yeah, the Hurt Business, they need to keep looking strong. They've recruited a guy now. Now they can just kind of dominate. They got Lashley, who's big and strong. You got Cedric, who's fast and quick. And they have Shelton Benjamin. You know, they're kind <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they got two veterans in Shelton and MVP. Uh, yeah, let's see the Hurt Business. And they got some nice shirts now. Nice new merch. Nice gold that, on either yeah. side. And everyone's got, like, their gold kind of everything. It's, you know, they're, they're working gold the gimmick. Black. Yeah, I exactly. like it. I like it. Me too. Uh, but then we had a tag match, which isn't really that important. Street Profits versus Andrade and Garza. But uh, the important part is afterwards, we had the return of the brand invitational. Oh, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> We're writing it down, Mike. I'm yes. so glad you brought this up. Like 2 <laughs> weeks ago, I said on the on air, I said that I will keep the tab open on my computer for like another week because you never know. And what do you know, god damn it? Someone comes strolling on <laughs> over to Raw from Smackdown, we have this champions, the tag champions yeah. over there, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, just come watch, like this is their show. Yeah, I mean, it might as well be the tag division, no one would know the difference. Now, I would like to bring up that, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Michael Cole was on commentary for some reason. Um, I would like That's to br- right. I would like to bring up that nobody mentioned the, like, the Brand to Brand Invitational. I was waiting for them to say Brand to Brand. Well, didn't Cesaro mention it? No, no commentary didn't say stuff. Oh. Commentary didn't well, it? Of course, Cesaro they, did. Uh, Cesaro said, "Yeah, Cesaro was like, hey, we're allowed to be here.'" Um, yeah. But the commentary team almost—they forgot. Yeah, they were just like, "Hey, it's a SmackDown Tag Champions." Like, what, what, oh, what are the odds of that? <laughs> yeah, let's li- let's <laughs> so, listen. So uh, yeah, Cesaro Nakamura—they cut the promo. Uh, they challenged them to a champ first champ match next week against Street Profits. I think there was an STD joke in there somewhere. 
I think I missed that one. But God, yeah. something something that's not Street Profits and Garza Andrade. Yes, anything. Anything. Please. Uh and yeah, Cesaro's like, Christ. yes, the brand to brand invitational next week. So it's back. The quarterly invitational. Thank God. <laughs> you know, unify you might as well just unify those tag belts. Why don't why just fucking put them together? Maybe yeah. is this it? Is this potential? Well, I don't or know. It could could, could Clash of Champions be a nah tags are just gonna go brand to brand? We're working yeah. in the same fucking Let arena, do what the anyways. Women do. Yeah, exactly. Let them do what the women's title does. Let it float around a bit, and yeah, build up the division because it needs it desperately. I agree. I agree. Ah, uh, what else we got here? Peyton Royce taking on Billy Kay after their mandatory split up last week. And both women, they got new entrance themes, but, uh, you know, pretty much Peyton's just a generic guitar riff, and Pilly, Billy's was just some simple little synth keyboard tune. Yeah, I guess they got new stuff. Whatever. Ah, uh, but, you know, it's not iconic. <laughs> uh, and Billy, she had her little femme fatale. Gra- I think she was that in NXT before. Yeah, she they called, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I caught Doesn't that, really but anything. didn't get it. Okay, cool. That's fine. Yeah. I'll always miss the iconics, the whole, ah, ah, that weird <laughs> thing. <laughs> Yeah, it was unique. Yeah, it was. It was. That's for sure. Uh, anyways, so they're in the ring. They're bickering. They're slapping each other. Uh, they have a short little match until Peyton hits the deja vu, gets the win. But then afterwards, Peyton helps Billy up, gives her a hug, doesn't attack her. So I guess she still loves her after all. Yeah, nothing. Though. Yeah, maybe uh, this sort of seems like l- last week they did this, and then we're like, oh shit, we didn't mean to do. Like you it know, remember the, the way that they broke them up, and they're like, oh wait, we didn't mean to do yeah, that. Like, wait, we didn't have to do it. Or Vince caught it, and he's like, whose idea was that? It's like it was you, Vince. <laughs> uh, and then maybe they went back. Who knows? But yeah, I think Peyton Royce is is it will you know Peyton Royce will go on. Yeah, she can still have her singles push, but maybe now they want to keep Billy Kay in her corner for a bit. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, last week was weird because she threw her to the dogs. <laughs> threw her, yeah, her. literally threw her. Uh, well, I guess not the dogs. I guess it was to the goons. But uh... The goons, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got... Uh... I don't know. Adam Pierce is still running the show. He keeps telling Drew to go home. The hardest working man in WWE <laughs> right there, goddammit. Yeah, he's like, Drew, go home. You're not cleared. You got to get ready for your match at Champions. And he's like, all right, got to go find my phone, mate. But he's just sticking around. He wants to attack Orton some more. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, then we get more of MVP and the Hurt Business because they want to celebrate their new guest or their new member, uh, Cedric. And then I think there's just more brawls. The Viking Raiders come out. Uh, we get another uh, I don't know, multi eight man. Yeah, tag we get match. we do get an eight man tag here, kind of like Viking Raiders and Apollo versus Hurt Business. Yeah. Uh, so the match, the story of the match was uh, everything was going fine until Ivar appears to hurt himself legit. Mm-hmm. He goes for this suicide dive, and it's hard to kind of see what went wrong, but he he obviously something happens, and when he lands, he immediately throws up the X himself. Which you don't see a wrestler do often. Never see them do that. Yeah, yeah but he threw it up like three or four times, uh, letting everyone know he's hurt. And so, uh, yeah, they kind of immediately rushed things back in the ring. Cedric, uh, he hits he hits the Mich- Michinuku driver on Ricochet. Big move. And he goes for the pin. But Ricochet kicks out at two. But the ref just makes a three count and rings the bell anyway. I know. What the hell was that? Yeah. What the hell was that I botched think, fall? I, I think that was just a miscommunication where Ricochet, they were probably like, let's end it. And Ricochet kicked out when he shouldn't have. 
Right. Because yeah. of the injury. Oh, that's so uh, weird. They didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to have Ivar climb up a scaffold after getting hurt or something. Ex- well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like during that, uh, that awkward looking tope. Um, yeah. But her, so, uh, but, but her business, do we come back to them? I don't think we do. Her business. Uh, uh, yeah, they get another win though. Oh, Cedric. Yeah. And I think looking like, uh, one of the 2020 success stories for WWE is yeah, this new COVID strong era. faction. Yeah, remember a few months ago when we thought Selena Vega and the Vegabonds were looking good? I thought the Vegabonds were well, well, and then they get fucking tossed in with the Street Profits, and just like everybody and they else, never win just anything. like everybody else, and then nothing happens. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyways, after the match, the medical staff they were tending to to Ivar, and I think the the word online afterwards was he had a. What, a cervical, nothing serious, but like a stinger. Like, you know, what happened to Jake Muzzin in the playoffs this year with the Leafs. Okay. Just kind of temporarily probably had a bit of a jolt. Down it's had a bit spine. of a scare. Yeah, a bit of a scare, but we're, we're all rooting for no, you, Ivar. That's good. That's good. I know the ladies love him. The ladies love him. <laughs> uh, what else? Randy Orton takes on Keith Lee again. 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 And uh, once again, we didn't really get a proper finish because... You know, Keith Lee, they're fighting. He goes to hit the spirit bomb. Randy slips out. He hits the RKO. But then McIntyre appears and nails Orton with the Claymore, causing the DQ. And uh, cracking Randy's jaw again. A jaw for a jaw. Um, (laughs) So, uh, man, it seems like Keith Lee has lost a lot of momentum lately. Is this just me? I mean, certainly. Yeah, because I think. I think he's had this happen twice to him now. So since payback, so we lost the triple threat last week, and uh, then he loses here, and sort of seems like this, uh, like kind of afterthought thing in in the Drew Randy story. Yeah, he's just a device to be used for them, but he's got he doesn't have his own direction right now. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully that can they can kind of righten that ship. Um, yeah. because they do have Clash of Champions coming up, you know, but, uh, and this was a big spot for Lee anyways to, to come in with Randy Orton. So hopefully, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Maybe, see. uh, he can be the Hurt Business's next target Ooh. and he'll fight around with Lashley for that U.S. title or something. Yeah. Mid card. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's go to Raw Underground where Alistair Black's here warming up for his fight. He's just beating up some random guy. Uh, but then Kevin Owens comes in because that's our scheduled uh, contest. Owens versus Black. They brawl. They fall outside the ring. They both go down hard. And then Shane's just like, all right, let's go to break. So we take a break. <laughs> Fucking Shane. <laughs> uh, but then we do come back eventually. They're still going at it. Black locks in an arm bar. Owens power bombs him to the floor. They both start fighting into the crowd. And then we cut away from them again. Uh and then there was a series of handicap matches, Ruby and Liv. First, they took on Shayna Baszler. Uh, Nia was just chirping at Shayna, which allowed Liv to pin Baszler for three, oh. which I don't think very few people have ever done. Very, No one's pinned Shayna Baszler, I feel. Yeah. Um, and then they have a second handicap match against Nia Jax. Um, and Liv and uh, Ruby are looking good. And uh, the ref, they're making the pin. It goes. He reaches two. When the Retribution logo, which I guess is new, starts appearing on all the screens in the Thunderdome. And then we hear this distorted voice speaking. Uh, 
just goes on about the Thunderdome. Uh, you know, this behind this mountain of screens is the same WWE, the same behemoth who discarded us. Uh, but contempt is a powerful motivator, and we're driven to destroy and lay waste to all superstar and fans. And the darkness of retribution will seal into the pores of the universe. We are retribution. Wait, fans? What did I do? <laughs> Why do I, did I do? Uh, now they're going to take me out? Because I don't I'm. Know. I... You booed Roman Reigns once. My God. <laughs> but uh, at the very least, we finally got some sort of development from them. Mike, do you believe a group that has resulted to anarchy and violence would hire a graphic designer to create to them a nice logo? Uh, well, that was pretty we, simple. We fucking got to see them. I, I, this, like, they should have been talking three, four weeks ago. This should have yeah. happened way long time ago. <laughs> I have, I don't care who they are. I don't care to be surprised if it's somebody who I didn't think it was. I don't care for them to be thrown into a, like, I don't care about it, anything right now. Until the mask comes off and I see Dominic Dijakovic, I'm like, okay, as soon as I see your face, then I'm like, okay, now you can just wrestle the people I want you to wrestle. Uh, yeah, man, they fucking lost me on this one. I'm with Punk. I'm with Punk on this. <laughs> I stand with Punk. Yeah, no, I'm ready for the reveal. I'm ready to get some real fucking matches going Something with this here. program. Something. Uh, yeah. And I think that's the last we see of them for the week. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but that's not the last we see Raw Underground because Owens and Black are still fighting. And uh, Owens is in control. And then in, uh, they bump into Navakato outside the ring. And he starts attacking Owens and... He beats up Black as well, and Kato is the one to stand tall at the end of everything. Yeah, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yo, yo, yeah, our big, uh, he's our big, um, you know, fucking underground guy. Yeah. Uh, but then we go backstage again, Is Orton, he's all hurt, his jaw, he's going to leave, but Charlie stops him for a question, but then Drew appears, attacks Randy some more, hits another Claymore uh, inside this weird, like, three-quarter ring area uh, no i think that was the interview. same they did like a back during a payback or something they did like a backstage interview yeah it was exactly it was right there <laughs> i think that's the same yeah. place so uh three kicks to the jaw on the same night and orton leaves in an ambulance <laughs> a lot of ambulance jaw happens. for a jaw match i told you yeah that could be it could be uh but then we had a main event dominic was taken on murphy in a street fight and Dominic's got his second ever set of ring gear. It was basically the same thing, but just different colors. Different colors. He's figuring different it out. Him. He's figuring it yeah. out. You know, got to switch it up. Uh, but he's got his whole family there with him at ringside. Mom, sister, Papa Bear. Yeah. Like, I wanted to extend every week. Like, we, I think we said that last week. Yeah, until like the cousins come in. It's just a whole, yeah, there's a shanty town tent set up. <laughs> Mysterious. <laughs> They're like, people are playing guitar by a fire and yeah, fucking. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, they're brawling outside the ring into the crowd. Uh, Dominic dives right off the heads of fans in the Thunderdome. Which you couldn't, you couldn't do normally. No, <laughs> I mean, no, you couldn't. you couldn't. Right off the heads of these You screens, couldn't. He hits a big crossbody. <laughs> But uh, anyways, Murphy gets a chair, beats Dominic with uh, the chair, uh, and then soon after he ties Dominic, he ties his arms up in the ropes, so he's trapped. 
And then he goes to grab the kendo stick. But Dominic's mother, Angie, and sister, Aaliyah, they jump up and untie him. So Dominic runs, hits this really awesome slip and slide sunset powerbomb to Murphy through like the, the table. Just like the, that, that move that Mysterio was doing when he came back. Remembering yeah. all those Andrade things, but through the, the table. That was badass. Yeah, it, was awesome. it was awesome. And then he follows up with a frog splash. But somehow Murphy kicks out at two. Uh, but, you know, Dom wants some payback. So he, this time he ties Murphy's arms up into the ropes and then just unloads on him with the kendo stick. And then Ray gets in the ring. He starts talking trash at the camera to Seth Rollins, saying payback's a bitch. And then Ray starts taking some swings at Murphy. And then they call the girls into the ring. Leah and Angie, they grab a stick. They start taking some nice swings at Murphy. The whole family's just whacking him around like a pinata. Murphy's stuck. Uh, he can't even get out, so he just signals to the ref with his hand that he quits. The match is over. <laughs> and then the Mysterio family, they all hug. They celebrate. But then they go right back to all just swinging on Murphy <laughs> <laughs> with the kendo sticks as the show goes off the air. <laughs> It was one of my favorite endings to Raw. I hope just the uh, visual of that. I, I hope I hope on Monday when when we go back on air, there's st Murphy's still there and they're still just clubbing him. They've just been oh, they've man. just been slapping him for a, a week straight. Yeah, that would be who awesome. knows what waits awaits for the uh, for for young Mysterio. Uh, but I hopefully you know it'll be not Murphy. And yeah, not Murphy Rollins. Rollins. You move I think on it's that. time to move on. And yeah, like we said, we don't know if that move will be NXT. We don't know if the move will be uh, mid card, but uh, it's time, and I can't wait. Yeah, but once again, uh, another great performance from Dominic. Yeah, yeah, another good one. Really good that one. sunset bomb. Oh baby. <laughs> okay, that. But uh, yes, we got one more show to cover before it's all said and done. NXT. Super Tuesday, part two. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. And there's and there's no sense of dilly dallying around because we are kicking off the show with the NXT Championship match between Adam Cole and Finn Balor. Yes, you know we had a draw last week and. Uh, we don't want any shenanigans. So let's put it at the beginning of the show. So in case the match runs two hours long, it'll we'll still have a winner. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to we don't have to cut out any time. Uh, yeah. So they went to go at it. Yeah, and they went at it. This was good. You know, we had some Finn Balor. They were doing the mat wrestling early on. Uh, unfortunately, there was a big chunk of the match which was in commercial yeah. split screen. Uh, so I didn't even I didn't even see how it happened. But Balor got cut up a bit. He had like. A gash on his chest and three more on his back. Looked yeah. Like he was fighting Wolverine. I don't know how that happened. I wonder. Yeah, he just got sliced up a bit. But uh, anyways, the match picks up. We get some good back and forth striking, big kicks. Uh, Cole's working over Balor's leg. But then Finn gains control, climbs the top rope, and hits the coup de gras. But he hurts his knee on the way down and yeah, it just calls him, causes him to stall for a second before making that cover. So Adam Cole kicks out at two. And uh, commentary says nobody's ever kicked out of the coup de gras, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm true. sure a lot of people have kicked yeah. out of a coup de gras. I feel like Brock Lesnar did, and maybe Samoa Joe, and a couple other guys. Yeah, AJ uh, Styles. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, Adam Cole fights back. He hits a big super kick, followed by the last shot, but Finn kicks out. I know people have kicked out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Johnny Gargano kicked out of like three of them. 
Yeah, uh, Adam Cole doesn't have a uh, not protected no move. You know, he sort of he'll guess, he'll kind of do a bunch over and over again, and then hope for the yeah. best. Uh, but anyways, both men they're slugging it out. They fight their way up to the top rope, and Balor hits a super nineteen sixteen off the top rope. Crazy, crazy spot, and that gets him the. Uh, the three count. He's the new NXT champion. The and new two-time NXT champion. Uh, this they brought their all this entire contest. It was a yeah. back and it. forth clash. Fantastic opener and uh, led to a couple pretty big spots. Yeah. Vic Joseph, I really liked on commentary too. Yeah. Especially for the finish. He was going nuts. The 19 16. But uh, yes, the prince has recaptured his kingdom. And Champ. and although we do not know how long the reign will last for, um, I'm excited for what's next for uh, Finn Balor. And this, I mean, this whole title, I mean, who's it's wide open? Who's right now, next? You know, I mean, we can only yeah. assume it's not Johnny Gargano, Tommaso not Ciampa, Gargano, Cole, or, Adam or Cole. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. It could be, you know, it could be time for someone to make a big step up. Yeah. Who knows? Really waiting for it. Uh, but then right after backstage, Balor comes through the curtains, and then Adam Cole comes up to him and shakes his hand, shows the respect, says, you were the better man tonight, and gives him the too sweet. So that's a pure babyface move. Oh, yeah. They they too sweeted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but then we go more backstage stuff as Robert Stone has found Shotzi Blackheart's tank. And he's about to smash it with a pipe, but she catches him, lays him out. Uh, but then Aaliyah comes in and jumps Shotzi from behind, and they fall through a curtain onto Io Shirai, who's now pissed off at Aaliyah. So uh, Io and Shotzi, they just chase Aaliyah into the ring, and they both just take turns wailing on her. Uh, yeah, Robert Stone climbs up. Uh, I think Io and Shotzi, they both just hit their finishers off the top rope. But then the big moment comes. When uh, Shotzi Blackheart picks up Shirai's title, goes to hand it to her, but then she pulls back and giggles, and I go, woo! <laughs> the crowd goes, woo! <laughs> so I'm saying, give me that Shotzi Blackheart title match. EO snatches the title back. She wasn't as pleased as I was, and she just says, don't make me hurt you, and she exits. But I'm all over that match. You know, I think I think uh, Shotzi Shirai might be the next answer. You know, I think sh- the Blackheart Robert Stone thing can can leave for now. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we did have some fun getting run over with that tank. Oh, of course, of course. But I think you know we're we're done now. Yeah, ah, we can be done. Let's go to that time. <laughs> uh, but we go to the Gargano house where Tegan Knox is the guest of honor for dinner, and we just kind of cut back throughout the night. They're just kind of. Trying to work things out. I guess Candice and uh, Tegan, Johnny's being awkward, so he wants to leave. And I don't know. Eventually, we get food fights, salads thrown in people's faces, spaghettis. Uh, who knew? Who knows? Who knows? What was A TV happening? gets smashed. Uh, but anyways. Uh, we had, uh, I think we had a, 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 Th- a Th- Thatcher, a, a little Timothy Thatcher fight class. Ah, uh, that's right. The Thatch man cut a nice promo, uh, a little vignette backstage and he challenges Damian Priest and they, I think they announced we're getting that match on Wednesday. Oh baby. Or next Wednesday. Oh baby. Yeah. Yeah. So the Thatch man getting that North American title shot. We love seeing it. Love seeing it. 
Uh, I guess there's a little storyline. Drake Maverick is trying to become friends with Killian Dane. Oh yeah, two uh, to two Brits. Or yeah. For some, yeah, going at it. Uh, but let's just go to the main event here, because we've got Mercedes Martinez taking on Rhea Ripley in the Battle of the Badasses cage match. A steel cage match, which fuck, I haven't seen one of these in so long. Yeah, feels like it at least. Yeah, I don't think we have uh, in the COVID era. No. But, uh, yeah, so Mercedes comes out first, and she just starts tossing a bunch of chairs into the ring, uh, grabs a table, but then Rhea attacks her, slams her into the cage, throws her into the ring. But Rhea likes the idea and brings the table in with her anyway. So. <laughs> and then the match begins, and we just get a, yeah, just some good, these women just weren't fucking around here. They were just, yeah, chairs. We got kendo sticks, of course. People getting slammed all around the cage. Uh, Rhea drop kicks Mercedes so hard at one point her head goes right outside the cage wall. Just kind of wedged in there neck yeah. first. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. The, the, that was cool. Two biggest women in the division, of course. It's going to be a heavy hitting match. Yeah. So Rhea hits a big superplex off the top rope. And then she's got the kendo stick. She's nailing Martinez with it. When Robert Stone starts climbing up the cage, he's trying to get in. So uh, Rhea goes after him, and she just slams his head off the cage. And uh, that just knocks him out, and he's just kind of stuck up there, dangling over the top <laughs> for the rest of the match. Yeah, just kind of chilling there. <laughs> so uh, Mercedes, she climbs up. She hits a big neck breaker off the top rope for a near fall. And this is when she sets up the table in the corner and goes to the top rope with Rhea. Uh, Mercedes goes for her fisherman suplex, but Ripley blocks it, hits the riptide off the turnbuckle through the table, and that gets her the win. Gets her the big win. Big win, yeah. Good match, good clay, good cage match. Uh, the, no one even tried to escape. They just kept it into the ring and had a bunch of good wrestling. What a fantastic main event. You know, the the physical contest it, it promised to be. You know, these women were ready to absolutely destroy each other. Uh, and, and this is great. I like it when, like, I like it when Ripley can win a match or, you know, a performer can win the match, get put over, and in defeat... The loser still looks fantastic. This was Mark. This was Martinez's like first match, like really ma match with eyes on it, right? Yeah, I think yeah. You know, all her other stuff, she's mostly been squashing people. And she put in a top-notch main event. The spotlight was on her all night, and she can recover from a loss like this. Oh yeah, the Robert Stone brand will be fine. And uh, and, and yeah, and, and the question will just keep going. What's next for Rhea Ripley? Yeah, I don't know, cause uh, it seems like going back to the title, my, uh, you know, now's not the time. She she seems like she's, you know, just like we have Gargano, Ciampa, and Cole on that on the other side. Rhea Ripley is in that for the, her own division. What do I do next? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. The, is she? How long is her time in NXT? Yeah, it makes you wonder. You know, she's the biggest. She's the strongest. She wins yeah, the we'll most. See. She's already but, held the accolade. Uh, yeah. How much more can we do? We'll see. But yeah, she looks good here, celebrates, climbs the cage, and Robert Stone's still just dead dangling there <laughs> at the end of the show. Little Robert Stone, he comes to work every week, he gets his paycheck. <laughs> yeah, he's the one. He's the, you know, Chelsea Green made a big mistake. No, you get, no you're right, you're right, she absolutely did. <laughs> but there you have it, that was NXT with our new champion, um, and God, that was the entire podcast. 
Yeah, that was everything. Lots of stuff. Lots, Lots of stuff because it was a big week, of course, with that all out. Um, we have one more thing to do, though. I think, uh, I think it's just time for some Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Mike, I'm throwing it to you. What you got this week? Uh, yeah, you know, there was a couple couple close contenders here. But you know what? I'll just throw it out to the new NXT champion, Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. You know, those ladies, though. I was very close to giving it to those ladies in that main event, that cage match as oh, well. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, Finn Balor, new champ, uh, wrestler of the week. I'm going to keep mine. I'm going to keep mine on a champ. Um, just because, you know, it's all out. It's main event. John Moxley, you know, uh, putting another strong performance, another strong heavyweight performance. Uh, I think of these, you know, the heavyweight championships across all the brands and how strong they all look, who could win, which one of these things is the most prestigious. I think right now I'm leaning towards the AEW title as being the most prestigious title going right now. Uh, it's possible. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that, that's where my mind's going, and John Moxley is doing one hell of a job uh, defending it. Well, let's see uh, what he's got. Oh yeah, let's see what happens on Dynamite. I guess <laughs> you that's know, all Lance the time. Archer. That's all the time we have, folks. Remember to rate, review, like, uh, subscribe. I mean, MJF is the rightful champion. Yes. Like well, we kept CK thing. Hopefully, we'll uh, get a conclusion to that. The uh, that's all the time we have this week. Yeah, folks. Um, stick around though. You're gonna want to come back next week. We got more wrestling action. Uh, Mike, anything you want to say before we head out? Uh, no pay per views this week after like three in a row. <laughs> the no pay per views, fantastic. Uh, we'll see you later. We'll see you later, folks. We'll talk to you later, Mike. See ya. <laughs>